Hey, hold on, bro. I'm, I'm doing a little podcast right now. I highly, I highly yeah. you. Look here, this how it's gonna go. I'm gonna do what the beat say, do. You do what the DJ name say. If you ever try, Gucci, and you might burn one. I'ma burn one for you. All these diamonds in my chains got me dancing around this bitch. I'm Martin Luther King, black diamonds on my wrist. Put your zippers on my kids, put your cocoa on my bitch. Put that fofo on the squid, then you cop a pop that dick. I've been in the trenches, they try to be specific. I fell in love with my bitches, they sold them for some riches. This money be my missus, drive me crazy, I need really. I told them I'm so slimy, I'm so shady, I admit it, yeah. Slack like the shoot, slack like the murder. 21 guns salute, drilling, put in the word, cut his toss aside. Welcome to another episode of the Burn One Podcast. Got your boy Rodney in here. You got your boy Too Bleasy in this night. We have a few very, very special guests with us today. Got your boy E. Y'all can get at me at E underscore Troop 10. That's at E underscore T R O U P 10. We got, got one third of contrary in here. Hey, yeah, Cam Drew, aka Sweet Jones Junior Junior, and this bitch. Y'all fuck with us at contrary to the bullshit. I know what's going on. <laughs> I ain't know you was part of the contrary to the bullshit. Hell yeah. And, and we have a very, very special guest, one half of E Squared. You mean one half? We got both. <laughs> I mean, but he's the other. He's the guest. The you, other half. You're not the guest. You meant the other half, though. He's, he's the actual guest we got here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy Bleeping. to be here. Yes, sir. Black Ethan. No, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Man. All right. Welcome uh, episode 111, I believe. This is the 420 episode, though. All right. I feel like every episode of 420 episode. Every episode yeah. is 420 But this is for the holidays yeah. Somebody got a lighter <laughs> Yeah I got you Yes sir Yes sir um, You can get at us On Instagram and Twitter At Burn1Podcast That's the number one You can get at me at This is Boston on Twitter And Rodney Boston on Instagram Did I get mine already? You didn't get yours off Ah, oh, shit. You can get at me, your boy, too, Bleezy, at Asian Ocho 8. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Apple Connect, where I'll be dropping them playlists off on your head tops and whatnot. You can also get at your boy on Twitch, at Asian Ocho 8. You can also get at the kid on Bet That Pod. Shout out Bet That Pod. Where we trying to run up two millies off two twenties. I don't know the motto. There's been a lot of bad bets and bad beats tonight. If you yeah. was following Bet That Podcast, you came up this week because TJ hit on two five <laughs> on invest, you know what I'm saying? Okay. He running that two milli up off two twenties. Okay. Yeah, need some <laughs> Yeah, gonna get you some of that uh that club soda real quick. All right, hold on. TJ, you got some against these Celsius or something? You got some against club soda? You keep it's like club soda, my nigga. It's Bud Light. It's actually not that bad. And I don't even like seltzer water. Don't I, don't don't, this motherfucker decent. And I don't, I, I, I don't even like right. seltzer water. Throw, and this shit decent. Throw me one. Seltzer's nice. All right, y'all can keep that shit. I want that citrus. Oh, he picking flavors. Well, he, he took half. I want to make sure I try one of all three. Oh, it's wild beer, too. I love the wild beer shit. 
I see it. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, get, let's get back to the episode, though. Oh, shit. Happy 420. Here you go. Shit. You might have another. I think every blunt is getting passed around. We're just going to have to... Like a pendulum, <laughs> okay. Like it's got the swing yeah, all the way back mm-hmm. over here. All right, but uh, first on the guy. on the rundown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, slime language too. Uh, well, TJ, you listen to it all the way. <laughs> skin, okay. From a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna be real. It kind of dropped off after probably the. <laughs> 16th song on the album? <laughs> the 16th song. <laughs> Damn. I didn't get through the whole album. I have I was like, I, I ain't got through the whole thing. It's too many It's too good it too to many get bops. through. Yeah, yeah it's, it's too, too many good. bops. So, mm-hmm. like, I was constantly going, like, uh, I got to listen to this motherfucker again. And then, you for me, next thing I know, I don't only listen to 10 songs and I'm an I hour and a half in. I listened to 16 times in a row. You said what? Diamonds Dancing? I listened to probably Ski about 20 times in a row. Yeah, ski, hold on. Ski been that motherfucker. Yeah, since, since it leaked. Is yeah. Ski I mean, not the same leaked. beat as Hot? No. No. Fuck no. no, no, no I no, think no. it's a sequel, though. I call it a sequel. I feel like it, it's got of the, the same the type three? of dynamic. You feel me? It's got the same type of dynamic. Like a part two? Yeah, it feel like a part two. But it's not the same beat. That boy Reggie Jackson's finna beat the shit out of Luca White ass. You mean Reggie Bullock? Whatever his name yeah. is, every uh, Reggie in the league fight. <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> fuck you talking your about? name Reggie, you got hands. Yeah, really. Shit, even Reggie Miller was... <laughs> Joking, nigga. It's a fight name. Fuck you, mean It's a motherfucker right here. Ain't it? <laughs> I'm cool with it though. It's the 420 episode. It's whatever. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite song off that slime language too would be yet though. I think the first one, the hardest. What's it called? Slatty. Slatty. Yeah. Slatty. Slatty. It's slatty, funny. Slatty, I, I, slatty, I went, I went right ride, over the bro. intro and went straight to ski. So I gotta listen to Slatty. And then the uh the Uzi song, the Uzi song definitely. Um yeah, proud of you. Oh yeah, proud of you, yeah. That that's a motherfucker too. That that's a motherfucker too. That shit with that superstar song with future. Uh, he bro, <laughs> I'm real with you. I might fuck with it later on, but yeah. right now it's just not it. It's not it. Just not you uh, know what's famous. No, superstar. You didn't hear superstar with future. Oh man, Um, I like I listened to. I literally like the ten songs that I was like having on repeat and like kept going back and listening to was the only ten songs that I got to. So if it wasn't in the first ten, then I don't think I got to. Y'all intro. Country, yeah, but I was. Yeah, shout out country. I played that for a mirror. That's you. Yeah, I couldn't rock with when that. Fe- when oh, future yeah, miss, when future miss, and it's rare, he missed. Them. Is it rare? It, I, you know what's crazy about when future <laughs> miss? He missed during the time, and yeah. then you play yeah. it two years later, tell and me, that shit is all. Tell me two damn. future misses. I ain't gonna cap with you. Like I had told you, uh, incredible off of that future album. Uh, I rock with incredible. I don't like incredible. Nice. I, don't like I don't like incredible. I would define it as a song that people would call a miss. Yeah, because it's yeah. one of his. Different I feel like songs. it's a lot of songs on. Um, well, I ain't gonna say a lot, but it's. I feel like it's a few songs on. Um, it's a couple the shit songs. with. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a couple remember, misses I was on you. I didn't really fuck. I mean, with it's that. a couple misses on the Uzi shit. Yeah, yeah. That, I, mean, I would think that's I what like future the Uzi gets his most better misses. than I like the Juice World shit. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Huh? I said I like the Uzi shit better than I like the Juice World shit. Yeah. Same. Man, he got I ain't gonna lie. Play. I done went back to like like I told you uh, ever since the party. I done start going back and listening to that uh, world on drugs a lot more, mm-hmm. and I slick started fucking with it a lot more now. 
I always rock. I mean, I always thought it was cool. I didn't like. I ain't never think it was just a shitty album or nothing like that. It was just like to me a lot of songs that was just like uh, expectations, certain expectations for real, for real. Hell yeah, especially when you're dealing with two artists like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel I feel like that's why they set themselves up for a lot of their misses. Like I don't know how those sessions usually go, but like them type of rappers, they get in the booth and they like. They just rap and then they stop punching, stop punching. So I like, feel like a lot of the times the engineers be putting, the, mm-hmm. be doing just as much work mm-hmm. as the rappers is. I think they always, do too. With artists like that, mm-hmm. if you like, with if future, you know you about what, how that, how that process goes, or if you've heard about how they describe like how they make that type of music, because it's like what you said, like they go in there, punch rap in. some shit, punch mm-hmm. in, and then really the engineer will be like, okay, I think this shit. Sounds, Sounds good. better right, right here. here. We gonna put this right Repeat here. It's gonna be twice. the chorus, yeah, right? Exactly. So yeah. you feel me? They yeah. be putting in work too. Now you right. What would you get from what you heard so far in the slime language of the ten few songs you did here? Which I'll give it. I, I barely listened to it. I didn't. Like, I give it a solid eight. I yeah. Go back and listen. I was gonna say eight without <laughs> listening through it all way. Yeah, eight already. Yeah. Eight. I ain't gonna lie, it fall off toward the end. I, I hate to. We got to get used to this too, though. I mean, because I this all we finna have. I mean, in my opinion, it's still like so? a lot of the. I think it's, I think it's, it's gonna be a hot artist, summer. bro. If you an artist, in my opinion, right now, and you seeing he just dropped that, I'm not dropping nothing right now. It's just yeah. not. It's I, not. I see what you mean. I see what you Talking mean. About slime you, you wanna you wanna win the numbers yeah. race, and right now he's yeah. gonna win that. Just like when when him and Drake drop, you don't personally. If I'm an artist, I'm not too scared of. I'm not too scared of slime language. Slime language not throwing me off my date personally. I'm not gonna lie, slime language. Who's gonna be doing crazy numbers like that? Do it. So much, be doing so numbers much, like so that. much fun did numbers. Well, no, so, yeah, so, so much, much fun was the first time anything that with, Thug really did anything numbers. Anything with Thug and Gunna attached to is going. It's going to do numbers. numbers. And I, and well, I like but it. You not drop, even really drop something. Gunna, slick Gunna. Right well, I can say yeah. now, yeah, now, yeah, because yeah, like yeah. what he just said, so much fun was the first time that Thug really did numbers, like like actual numbers that you can compare to. That's what's crazy. That shit is so crazy. But if you think about it, all his all his music came before the big streaming wave. The surprise too, because he was he was. Yeah. For the big streaming way, for real. Yeah. It's like you look, you look at it now, and it's, and it's like, crazy too. We're, it's we're now in a time where streaming is integral in the music industry. When it first got introduced, rappers was still everything was pre COVID, also, so rappers could always tour, merch, and those big time artists was always gonna make their most bread off the tours and the merch. So like yeah. numbers wise from the albums, yeah, like they really wasn't caring about that too too much from a financial standpoint because streaming was still new like but once it popped like i think it was my sophomore year up at western 2015 for real for real when i got on my apple music for the first time mm-hmm. and seen trap soul it was like the first that album on that like the highlight yeah it was like on the banner things. and i was like ah, oh, i heard that don't song he from the 502 like i'm gonna tap in with bryson Said, damn, bro, they got everybody music on this little streaming thing because my iTunes disappeared, and I was like, yeah, where it felt illegal go? almost. Yeah, if it, yes, bro. <laughs> you like, like you giving me? Are you charging me for this? But, but yeah. as a as an artist too, like even before dropping my first project, it it showed me the wave it was going. I was like, if they had enough money to put up front to be like, look, we got this. Crazy idea because Spotify was still kind of fresh and Spotify mm-hmm. was still like playing. Pandora was really Pandora. like the first big streaming, yeah. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it wasn't. And they were streaming in that radio. Like that, no, exactly. it was streaming radio because yeah. our radio had an app too where they did the same mm-hmm. thing. Same shit. And I yep. used to listen to that in high school because mm-hmm. it was like different. It was like radio what I wanted to listen to, even with the ads. Yeah, I would go mm-hmm. and listen to like a lot of the. I would go and listen to like actual radio though. Like I would yeah, go I listen to Breakfast like Club. Breakfast Club and mm-hmm. shit. I got you. I'll be waking up early as fuck in the morning, like three, four in the morning, so I could, mm-hmm. you feel me, be up listening to the Breakfast Club when that motherfucker come on. 
I swear, when I was in Atlanta, I used to we used to listen to Tom Joyner and Steve Harvey, and I used to like I used to make my morning every morning. Waking up early. I remember the soap opera. The soap opera. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. What was it called though? What was it called though? Damn. Oh my god! What was that shit called? AE. Can Look you up Tom Joyner. Type quick? in type in Tom Joyner soap opera. Do do my your fault. research. My yeah. fault. I'm over Come here looking on, for my phone and shit. Come bro. on, I don't know man. What happened to my when phone. I tell you, I didn't want to get out the car until it was over. When my mom was taking me to school. It would come man, on. I'd be like, bro, like, like home, right? as soon as you're going to get out the car. Out bro. The bro, I need to know what's going on with my soap, bro. I used to be late a few times. I need to know. Hold on. What y'all want me to look up? Tom Joyner soap opera. Just type in Tom Joyner soap opera. I need to know the name. Of the soap opera? Yes. That shit used to be hilarious. Is it this WVAZ Chicago early? No, 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 no. We done got the wrong said, man. Oh, <laughs> I typed in Tom, Tom Cam, Joyner. Cam, take over. We need you Tom right Joyner now. here. I'll unplug it. Uh, Tom Joyner. No, 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 no. I got you. You ain't got to unplug it. 92 cues. Yeah, sir. <laughs> he can, use, he can Google it while I look. Oh, shit. Here it goes. My oh, laptop was laying on top of it. Oh, man. I thought I felt it buzz, and I was like, bro, where's my phone? <laughs> I'm like, did I leave it at the gas station? <laughs> Tom Joyner. Tom you said as the world turns, <laughs> as the no, world turns, no, not as no. is it? Hell no, that's a real soap opera, <laughs> ain't it? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Okay, see, you can't find shit online, man, bro. bro nothing about like the past and shit that we really want to find. That that's that should be something so easily Googleable. Tom joining them soap operas, bro. man. That shit was crazy. And nephew Tommy's pranks. I done, heard some, Tommy I done heard some good ones where he get out of pocket with nah, phones, nah, He bro. got some good ones. He got all the way out of pocket. And they be ready all to. The way out I'm finna pocket. pull up on you right now, mo. You gonna pull up on me? You gonna pull up on me? Well, before you do that, you should know. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey one. They be like, bro, be for like, real. motherfucker. <laughs> I'm touching shit. It ain't probably, it ain't. Bro, it's like it don't even exist, for real. It's like it don't exist. We Tom like that shit. What was that shit? The Bernstein Bears. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. The Bernstein or the Bernstein. Hell yeah, bro. When when people brought that up on Twitter, it's your it didn't world. mind fuck me until it's, called, it's your world. It's your okay. world. Yeah, yep. Did all that just to be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all black. Folks. We did. We had already <laughs> talked about this shit. Right Here, nigga. That's all I need to do. All right. That's all I need. All right. Whatever. We was definitely living in it. We was definitely talking about uh, slime language, though. Ha. Well, it was. But did y'all y'all do anybody in here listen to Conway the Machine? I ain't even listened to them. I got to tap in with him. That shit is fucking. That shit is nice. That's a New York nigga. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo. Griselda. Hell yeah. I ain't never tapped in with them niggas. They hard. It's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah. Fuck, I, I downloaded one of dudes' albums, but I haven't been able to listen to it yet. Like when, like if you want real lyricism, fool, yeah. I'll play some after the want. show. Right, like these yeah. niggas rap like how like grimy lyricism, yeah, and like it hit this. every line. Yeah, it's hit. like the old boom bap New York shit, but like you feel with, me? They with, like with very modern bars, yeah, and they mm. they do it really well. And you feel me? They be on like a lot of Harry Fraud and Alchemist shit, and there's some drug rap in there. Not heavy drug rap, but when they go there. When they go there, they go there. I mean, yeah, but when they go... It's like, anonymous, so... She... Like, the, the, the thing about Griselda that sets them apart from everybody 
It's not only their lyricism, it's like authenticity too. Like these niggas are really good. Like probably the best niggas out right now as far as putting statement. words together. Okay. And I don't even like New York niggas like that. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of New York because them niggas just try to be South <laughs> niggas. Ain't you like half New York niggas? I'm completely southern. <laughs> My mama grew up in New York. Claiming New York. I, I mean, I got family. I got family in New York. I have family. Uh, in New yeah, York. look, hey, he trying to make fam- Cam look like he was crazy. No, 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 no. no. I have man, family like in New York, but I'm no. Nah, my mom and my daddy are from Tennessee. So I got uh, ties, but he's been, I, yeah. I you know, King I recorded Carter an album in New York. In New I recorded York. a song in New York. Uh, okay, I did record a song in New York. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought it was never in the bars got laid in New York. I remember. I remember. You have a song. I song. I put them out. Yes. Okay. You have a song. He said, "It's probably at my parents' house. Probably, I'll bring it. I'll try to get it. Either, either I'm gonna need to hear that while we're recording or after we're recording because I did. I, I mean, I don't got it on my me. phone. This is before streaming. You know? oh, she yeah. spitting. I ain't no real rapper. I used spitting. This was this, this was the summer say, before high school. So this was 2009. You ain't no real rapper. You don't got your shit on. You don't got your shit on you. You don't got your shit on you. You lacking." I played my shit last time niggas wanted to hear my shit. Your it was shit a whole ava- other song. Your shit available for the people. It was a whole other song. He was ready last time. Your shit available for the people? Like nah, YouTube no, or SoundCloud, something like that? SoundCloud, SoundCloud, oh, SoundCloud. I'll put the SoundCloud link. Okay. Me and uh, D. Moolah. <laughs> you, hey, you heard him. He's going to put that link in the bio whenever okay. he drops this or whatever it is. The description is, I guess, where you put that. I'm supposed to pass this. <laughs> That's a lot going on. I don't know where, where he got put on the spot and was like, damn, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, 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 look. Niggas is. I have. I was just trying to get to Look, look, look. Niggas know. TJ know more than anybody when we was in fucking uh, Corlew Hall. I was getting fucking busy. I could have started rapping. Uh, I could have been that uh, nigga, okay? Uh, uh, TJ know. I could have started rapping, rapping, right? Rodney, you be Should having some real decide? bold takes, bro. But Should I we let the people them, decide? Said, yeah. I don't Wait, got, no, I don't got nothing written right now. Ca- no, got I got the, I got the he song. Got one every episode. We already played the song before on the show. We don't got to play it again. Oh, okay. I mean, if, we'll play it at the end of the show. We'll play it at the end I remember the song. Yeah. I got a few songs. Hey, I'm gonna tap in after this after this okay. show. I'm gonna have everybody tap in. TJ's gonna play it at the end of the show. What no, else? I feel, I feel like Ryan, if he was a rapper, if he was the goal, he probably could get he busy. Said, I don't know. I TJ, I don't, he got I'm not look. putting words but together. Like he got Ryan, the look. He, could he got the look. <laughs> he got the look. I was putting words together. E, don't do that. I was doing. Nah, I was nice. I, I was putting words <laughs> yeah, together. It was. Yeah, it was solid. It was solid. He might He held his own for sure. Next on the docket for the rundown, I guess, do y'all want something heavy or light? Because, I mean, it's some heavy shit, some light shit. Let's stay on some light Let's shit. Let's stay right light. Now. Uh, it's only one sports topic oh, that I just shit. was, like, really, you know, thinking about. It's a view that happened, though. Um, Anthony Edwards' comments about A-Rod. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. Oh, that that man is a comedian. Funny. He was like, who is that? Who is he? He needs to He needs to go into comedy after uh, his basketball But the thing career. is, th- all right, I honestly I'm going to put it like this. I think this is the most accurate take you can put towards it. He's hmm. like Marshawn Lynch in the NBA. Uh, Very he's close. He's, he's, just, <laughs> he's just comical, and you don't – like, he doesn't mean to be. He's just being him. He's just being yeah. authentic. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's it's he's genuine. Funny. It's, he's funny as hell, and that's what's crazy too. Is when you get like he a said, media story about this, you can't write anything bad about him in this because you can see how genuine he's being when he makes these comments. Yeah. He just doesn't know who the guy is, and that's okay. You look at his his age era; he came up, and you wouldn't necessarily know about A Rod. Nah, 
I guess so. But yeah, true. Because he's been retired for a little minute. He's been retired for like eight minute. years. Yeah, and so. He probably really wasn't watching no baseball. I mean, yeah, if he, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I don't watch baseball crazy. and I know who A Rod is, but right, if right, you don't watch right. baseball and are at his, you're also age, how old? I'm mm-hmm. like five, six years older than him. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. if he's a uh, right, he's what eight, nineteen. Baseball already ain't a casual sport like, that seemed, black kids are he, watching. He truly seemed like one of them, one of them dudes that was one of those kids who was really locked in on his sport. You're already doing so much in the AAU circuit, so much mm-hmm. traveling, this, that, and the other. Besides what you naturally see on your feed and stuff, he he really could have went that long and not known. Now, like, possibly could have heard his name from, like, a teammate of his who was really in baseball. You know, mm-hmm. the white kids, you feel black kids, right. too, really be into baseball. But at the same time, shoot, it, it just as easy, it could have not happened. Exactly. Because, like he said, I think it did. When I seen the clip, I was like, yeah, I feel like he just genuinely didn't know who dude was. Yeah. And Anthony Edwards is already a funny character. <laughs> You see L.A. fucking retired, Mark Saldridge? Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. That boy said, I need to go look at film. No, 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 no. You need to go to the doctor. You need to get your heart right and uh, <laughs> leave the film alone. If you're looking at film, it better be to start coaching. He realized <laughs> shit was finna get real for him. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, what, what was the reason behind him? <laughs> he, he said he played. He, he said he wasn't ready for the finals. He played, game, he played that last game with an irregular That's kind of even tougher than seeing Braun right now, yeah. for real. Yeah. He was finna have to see A.B. And he, so he played that I, game I don't, with the regular I, I don't heard the theories, of course, that like, yeah, he saw that work on the way and so he retired. But at the same time, if if it really was medical and like something he'd been hiding, even though like, you know, Charles in the comments, you can't pass no team physical, yada, yada. Well, obviously he has. He was, right, on, yeah. he was on the court and has been. You feel me? So like, I mean, I mean yeah, Chris Isaiah, Thomas, Isaiah Thomas passed a physical when we traded him to Cleveland. And his and, hit, yeah. he had no hip. I so what does what what passing he, a physical even mean? Anymore? Y'all left him with no hip. He probably had no <laughs> car. We're not focusing on that. We're not focusing teams, on that. That's not what we say what they want on. We're on the point. Right, I was just saying. No, I was emphasizing your point for real. That man has no hip. <laughs> <laughs> y'all left him with no hip. So y'all having this second uh, half. Another, another uh, point that we can talk about in the sports world, how we feel about Jabari Parker. He signed with, uh, with the Celtics. I like it. That nigga got packed at the four, room, four or five years ago, it would have yeah. been amazing. Amazing. Well, I don't know about amazing. It, it's still not amazing. I think it's a. I think it's an interesting fit. He fits into yeah. what Brad Stevens can do as a coach. He can give you a chance. <laughs> he loves they coaching college sure. kids. Uh, uh, Celtics signed Jabari, Jabari Parker. Parker. I love how Damn, ESPN, ESPN, just, ESPN just sent yeah. out the notification, the and the way they worded it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because y'all talked about it hours ago. Right. That's what I said four or five years ago. Four or five years ago, we would have been. We could do three teams ago. But look, look, I will say this. Hey, to get off my mans, I will say I seen a tweet. We had a whole 29-year-old rookie a year ago. What the fuck do you mean? But this Jabari Parker is So did the Lakers. We had a 29-year-old rookie from overseas, and you trying to tell me that Jabari Parker can't have a revival? That's what I'm the saying. The Lakers had an older rookie. The Lakers had an older rookie who really who. Maybe you're so not like, hearing yes, me when I tell understand. you 29 year old overseas rookie. Bro, this dude was 30 with gray hair on the court Probably for the like, Lakers. Like 25. You talking about? Uh, I know you talking yes, about. Yes, you know I'm talking about. One of the best stories that year. That old nigga. So then technically he's in his prime, and we finna be able to, you know, what I'm saying, try and get the best out of him. Why we can't sign him to a two? Sign him to a two. You only ascend to your prime. You don't just go to a prime out of nowhere. He's not going to his prime in Boston. 
For his story, I really hope so. I mean, I'm pretty sure Danny <laughs> yeah. signed him it for the one reason to try and turn him into a pretty good role player, and then flip say, him, and then not, flip him. Y'all not looking to get too much out of him. No, we're probably gonna try to make him something and flip him. <laughs> Do y'all got time to be trying to make niggas right now? Honestly, hell yeah, we got time. <laughs> Fuck you. What we did not Jabari Parker do? Mean, true. I mean, and I'm not saying that to be funny. I mean, you answered it right good? there. You Who? answered it right there. Jabari Parker. I mean, damn. What is this? He's a bucket. He is though, bro. But pre-injury, Jabari Parker. This ain't Duke. It's the injuries, bro. It's the you got to prove you can get a bucket in. Come on, man. Real niggas. I haven't seen him play. I felt like I feel like I really haven't seen him play in years, dead ass, bro. Okay, but at the same time, too, tell me, tell me what players. Come on to the Celtics team and then don't go on to continue to play for somebody else. Most of our players turn into role players. But for I feel us like that's else. the league. That's the yeah. League. I was gonna say you can say that about a lot of teams. You I said about the Spurs. He, no, look, they I produce great players. Up. I you cannot say that about up. a lot of teams. You can maybe say that a lot. It about don't sound top like top tier teams. No, I really want. I really want Jabari to turn up. I really want. But want I just don't see it happening. Oh, oh. Like, what are you sense. looking for him to average? I, right, Is he coming I, off the bench? Obviously, like, I want him to do good. I just don't see it. happening. I mean, he's coming off the bench depending on how healthy we are. Our our centers are always injured. Because I'm thinking of the bigs y'all got in Boston. He's playing a. He's playing he's power hurt. forward center? I mean, he's playing big, which that's Small, how I look at it. We I don't have a power forward or a center because we make power forward center. Y'all put Jason at so. the four sometimes. That's what I'm saying. And I don't like, get that. I got my boy Luke Cornette out there. We're more like the Luke new Cornette. NBA where yes, there's sir. no position. <laughs> my Vandy boy. We play positionless. Y'all got two Vandy boys. Two? Who's the other one? When the fuck y'all Luke getting rid of Kimball Walker? Oh, and that rookie. Yeah, because they y'all getting rid of Kimball Walker. Hey, go go look at his Vandy shit. He he was nice. Luke Cornett was, how, how, how Cornette was nice. Solid, solid player. Cornette. Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett. He's solid. He's solid. His first game for us, he came out slapping threes. Luke Cornett was nice. Luke Cornett was nice, man. You better go look at some of his shit, man. What else we got on the uh, rundown? Um, well, as far as sports. I don't have anything other sports-wise unless y'all have anything y'all want me to come up with off the top. I can. MJ is going to be inducting Kobe into the Hall of Fame this year. I know that's pretty new. I like that. Was I didn't hear about that's that. That's appropriate. That's enough. <clears throat> I like that. Um, that fucking sucks. It does. Man. It really fucking sucks. It sucks. To Any update sucks on Deshaun Watson? No. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Say what? On Deshaun Watson and all his stuff. Uh, I, think, I think I saw I something know. that said since – since a few since a few of his accusers have chosen to give their names his attorney or something like that requested that the other ones do so some have some haven't i think that was the last update i had didn't seen. somebody back out since they had to give yeah. their names or some yeah. some people have backed out because they had to give their names and then some some more just came out and gave their names hmm. keep your head up Deshaun. Hey, that shit ain't looking good for that nigga. I'm gonna give it real. I'm looking good. That's not looking good for that nigga. To be to be completely one that to be completely one thousand. If he did it, obviously it's messed up, terrible. He shouldn't be able to play. Should be able to serve his time, do whatever. You feel me? Like. Look, man. Justice should be served, but at Especially the same at the, the same time, I number. can't lie and say that I don't feel like it's manipulation. The the dude the dude live in the same neighborhood as the team owner. Like all this other stuff's coming up about it that's real and viable, and that stuff like if, if he beats all of these, there's going to be a huge documentary yeah. on yeah. this. I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna say it like we said, like we had talked about it on our shit. So 
it ain't like he getting accused of raping any dude or it's like no. it's just like mis sexual conduct by getting a massage. Like him touching himself, like mm-hmm. that's what I read some stuff about him or touching himself, touch or like you yeah, or some shit like, like and then one I haven't heard about no sex, some consensual shit that went on. Oh, so mm-hmm. everything he's been, so, fi- everything that's been filed that they're trying to charge against him has been misconduct, not yes, not, not, I don't, not, I, I, not I haven't, I haven't heard rape or sexual assault either. Yeah, I've heard because the media, the media can twist it and make it sound like you. Because I'm gonna be honest, I thought they were a bunch of rape charges. Just and like just on. I feel like I've briefly read through like the notifications, and I guess yeah. that's just a general. And that's what is, that's that what we get. Point and that, of and it. that's yeah. either that's uh-huh. either me being just like assuming because that's what uh, it's probably how not, it was that's written. What it is, or, I mean, maybe I misread it. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, no, but, you but probably read it. A hundred percent correctly. They worded it to make you think. Yeah. That, I didn't realize yeah. that for real, and that yeah. that's totally different. And I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that he turned down. The first settlement, a person, the dude's lawyer, the girl's lawyer came to him with a settlement option, and then he turned that down, went to Twitter to kind of go ahead and break the story himself, because I seen one, like, breaking news thing about it, and then I seen him tweet, like, when he actually tweeted about it, that he was going to, like, fight it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's when you saw two, three, four, five, Man. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like he got twenty something. Twenty four. Feel me? Like and granted, I understand with the people being like, why do you need that many masseuses, massages, whatever, this and that. But I can also understand if you're going through a service, you feel me, especially being an NFL athlete, you got all these things available to you. Be kind of naive to think there isn't some type of service that has masseuses all over the country. You can get a different one each time, especially with the ones that have come out in defense of him saying, like, he ain't never do nothing weird during our massage. He See, t- and I ain't he even heard that. about. Yeah, people have came that. out in defense. Masseuses have come out and been like, bro, like, I've been with Deshaun plenty of times, and it was just, you feel me, normal massage procedures, and I left up out of there all cool. And so, like, and granted, like, if he really was doing that shit, you can have a good and a bad. He could leave some girls alone. He could choose to, right. like, Jerk off in front of another, you feel me? But at the same time, it's it's a, it's really like fishy, just with how everything happened. He turned and he's like, "Nah, if you if y'all really gonna be about that action, I'd rather take it to court, clear my name. I don't want to just write nobody no check. Five hundred. Lord knows how much they was asking. You feel me? But he turned that down, and then you see the fallout. And dude, the lawyer lives in the same neighborhood as the team owner. That just that really kind of seemed fishy to me, and like the, the lawyer for who? like you be the text the lawyer for the first defendant, I believe, and now for all of the girls actually that lives in the same fishy. neighborhood at three doors down, I believe, like same block. This this might be a Netflix documentary, regardless same, of the outcome. As the same of how as fishy the Houston, is. Texas owner, and I like you were saying about how the media pushes narratives. It's timing. You Dalton that just all these QBs started getting signed. So of course people literally hit up Twitter and be like, What are the Texans gonna do? What are the what Texans are they gonna about? do? What are, and he he's tried to pull a AD for real. And the league is the NFL budget. is different. The NFL, the NFL is, is so different. different. Yeah. NFL is so different. They got different. a tighter leash on their players. They really they do having it. In certain and, and, you just gotta depend on how you, it depends on how you do it. Because some niggas can Thank get their way. Thank you. 
And that, quarterbacks that's where the Texans. That's where Le'Veon Bell technically got his way. Yes. He waited. How he, he got his way? He waited. But it, was, it wasn't in a good. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. A, look at his yeah. career. Look what happened in his career. Yeah, yeah but he wanted to leave, was. and that was. And his, they that said, was "Okay, we're going to give you your bag, but you're Antonio not going to have a Brown. career anymore because no. of it." Yeah, he kind of. He. I wouldn't say he sold his soul, but the way he went about it, he also got sold a raw deal because he took quantity over quality. He really could have took a one or two year deal somewhere else, but he did chase that bag with the Jets. And then, if you go to the Jets, it's really a wasteland. But Deshaun, the Texans really tried to pull out all the stops for him. They thought we'll go get a cute, you know, new head coach for one. Didn't get a head coach that he would even think about wanting. But he had already told him it don't matter what you get. But still, as an organization, I think for them to see him do all that. And still turn them down, that pissed them off. It pissed them off. It pissed them off hard. Like, it pissed them off hard. They'd probably be mad as hell at him. You're supposed to be the face of the franchise. But it's hell like yeah. you don't got to do all of no, this. No, exactly. You know That's really like, some grimy, scary shit for real. It's really, honestly, my, my whole take on it is once this all does get cleared up, because they're really dragging this nigga's name like bad. But, once that shit gets uh, cleared up, he's not gonna be in Houston. Like we all no, know, this. he's so. not gonna no. be in Houston. No, no. That nigga's gonna have him an MVP as type of season. You think he's gonna Kobe take the Kobe approach to the shit? What's the Kobe approach? Shit, when Kobe was facing his little child and shit with the you little rape, go crazy and have like sixty each game. It was going crazy. Oh yeah, no matter but what, Kobe no matter probably, what like, happens, I think he's gonna come back and snap. I think the Kobe situation a little different too. Kobe was facing that charge, charge going to court, and average forty five, hopping yeah. on the plane, <laughs> going back to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> come on now. Yeah. Man, was going to Deshaun going to throw for – he going to average 300. Throw for 400, yep. five touchdowns. Yep. And he going for MVP. This. He go, yep. Yeah, he going for MVP. Yep. He he's going for MVP. He's going for I don't know. He's not, like, going to win anything with the Texans, but he's going for MVP. I don't know who – I don't know who would take him. I don't know who would take him, though. But whoever he goes to, because he may be – I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield. And I yeah, think Deshaun Watson and, and OBJ and would look nice. Would go crazy. And I was thinking maybe someplace like you just gotta think of QB fits, man. Detroit. They had to get some weapons, but they look like they're trying to build a contender. Like <coughs> think about Detroit. <coughs> Smack. <coughs> Smack. <coughs> Jesus. Detroit just got uh what's that nickname? Jerry Goff. Oh, Jerry Goff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think they'd go for that. But I see what you mean. It's going to have to be a team with a QB. Maybe a Seattle. Hi, as the rest goes out. That would be a really – But my I'm thing be with honest, the Seattle Seahawks would fucking is, take that. My thing with the Seahawks is they know they Seattle need to protect that. Russ, bro. They know they need to protect Russ. He's a most, He's been the most sacked QB mm, for yeah. so long. They got to protect Russ. I don't Russ. know if, if Seattle – I, but what they've been saying is Seattle wants something back. If we yeah. give you away, we want yeah. something back. They almost pulled. They almost them. pulled it with the Bears. The Bears were about <laughs> to send them like Khalil Mack, a couple of picks, like some crazy, <coughs> and it didn't go down. And then they ended up signing Dalton. 
But he named us, us as in the Cowboys, as I wear this Titans jersey. <laughs> we, we also need a QB. We are, and I love Ryan Tannehill to death. Thank I love you. Ryan Tannehill to death. For we sure. just need Texas a backup. A, Texas A&M wide def, def, Define we need a quarterback. A like, we need right. a backup quarterback I mean, right now. How long are we, we looking at We also need a back quarterback. I'm not mad at drafting. I'm not mad at drafting one, but you're not going to draft, like, a high draft. One to two more years. Not this year, but probably next year or the year after that, we need to. Desperately. We definitely need a backup, but we can get a nice little free agent back. In terms of besides no, besides the goat on the, besides the goat on my back right now, unfortunately, if they can stay healthy, a quarterback will play for us and will produce. We can have anybody back there in our system. So, but at the same time, we do need somebody like this to come in and like. Like Mariota, not we need like better Mariota. than Mariota. Nah. Young, I'm talking about like young, Vince like young. a rookie. We need like a mean like Vince Young. Sure, sure. No. like Vince Young. Vince Young is great. <laughs> no, but now I say Vince no. Young had what a the team fuck? Up. bro. You get Vince Young this team Why we got Vince now. Young. Hell, Vince Young was good. fucking no. Uh, he's crazy. Vince Young was no. good. Uh, yeah, he wild. It was the team. No. It was the team around Vince Young. One, it was the head. It was Jeff Fisher. We can all agree but, that that's a cancel. We gotta talk about TSU too. You but, need a you need a yeah, more efficient yeah. quarterback. I mean, that's like saying if you plug Lamar Jackson into the Titans, we win a I Super think, Bowl. I no, think, I think it's, no. It all no. comes. It all comes to situation. Not that simple. Like we we as of late too, especially in the NFL, when you talk about mental health. You got to think about all the stresses he was really probably under in that system. You really can't go out there. <laughs> talking about Vince? Yeah. Are I'm, you talking about team, really. I'm talking about the whole team, really. I'm talking about the whole team, really. Because in the games that he was great, Vince Young was absolutely, Man. He was absolutely he was amazing. amazing. I, I love offense. Vince, bro. I love Vince. Vince. Vince gave me the most memorable game I've ever been to, Titans-wise. Yeah. Game-winning touchdown with him and Kenny Britt. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. We would win games with Ken Wisenhunt as the head coach. But he was like, not yeah. ever going to be a Super Bowl quarterback. Then or now, it's just not what you – it's very – maybe not never, but it's very random that you're going to find a quarterback win like that. You're going to have to have such a good defense behind You don't think that. a Vince Young would thrive with this Titans team? Come on. Bro. Thrive as in, like, win games? Sure. Like, we absolutely. would go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. Oh. No. I give us a chance with Vince Young. Prime no. Vince Young with the Ooh. Titans. No. What do you mean? Uh, did Vince, did Vince, two years ago, we had Vince Young, Young and CJ. Vince Young saw the playoffs once and sat on the bench. We win the Super Bowl. Vince Young made the playoffs once and sat on the bench. Who else played for us? There? Or did he make it? He might have made it another time, but he didn't win nothing. I know he didn't win no playoff games. He didn't have Mike Vrabel as the head coach. You're right, but you do mediocre coaching. How long we give Vrabel? Also, hmm. How long do we give Brable also? I, think I mean, they, I, I think, think in his first couple of years so far, he's done a lot more than any <laughs> yes, other coach for us has. So, has. I mean, you got to give yeah. him more time than – how, how long do we give Jeff Fisher? I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. Yeah, 20 you. years? I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think if, if, we, if they play their cards right, J-Rob J and Brable will be here for a very long time. Fisher took us to a Super Bowl. That's why he got so long. Name, name the all right. So let's just go back and look at Vince Young's like best year or best opportunity to do something and look he at the roster. That's the problem. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And the, then t- the team we had with the, the team we had with Wizenhunt was really like if it was the team we had Wizenhunt was like a grit and grind team. Like we had some names, but like we won games off just great coaching, and they believed in him. Like they really wanted him to be the head coach, so they played accordingly. And then we, he wanted to bring his, he wanted to keep his staff, and they didn't like that. 
That's why they mutually parted ways. That really kind of hurt me because we had an amazing, we had amazing chemistry with Wiz and Hunt. That was a team that that which you would call a team. Did Vince Young not have Chris Johnson? Yes. But All right like, then. So he has some weapons around him, and while the coaching might be something, coaching shouldn't be enough that where you don't make the playoffs. We were so like. What, eight when that's game, the only consistent game, thing over that's the only thing you, you can if blame. You, if you hear what you're saying, it's the same cycle we in now. It's just, except like we we have AJ on the outside, but then that's really just one wide receiver for real. Like we have always really had one wide receiver. They, have to, dra- some, they have to draft Kenny another Britt, Like yeah, like especially for us to let <laughs> to let John New and CD walk. Like CD as in Corey Davis, not CD. CD Lamb hard. And he thought he was going to be playing with Sam Darnold. Like, man. Fucking psych. Man. Nigga finna be playing with Zach Wilson, probably. Mac fucking Jones. You think you think the Jets are gonna take Mac Jones? I don't think I don't think Mac Jones should even go in the first round. Okay. Cool. We on the same page. And I think I think think Mac Jones could go. Well not the first round, not the not the top three. I think Mac Jones would be If you're a team in the late Second round, and you need a quarterback to build for the You're future. If, Mac Jones. if I'm the Titans okay, and, yeah. and Mac Whoa. Jones is available in the late late round, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be mad at it. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, wouldn't late first round. Yes. Oh, oh, and y'all were just saying we need a quarterback. We need a mobile QB. I'm not mad. I think we need a black QB. Nah, the underlying thing was that we need a black QB because we were talking about Vince Young, and that's really been on my heart. That's been on my heart for a minute. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. Justin Fields falls to the fucking Titans. No, I think if he falls, he'll fall. He's not. I hope he goes to the Falcons. But I mean, he's probably gonna go third. He's probably gonna go third to the 49ers. I think I'm okay with moving towards this new NFL era where it's mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. That's what I want. If, but if I, I don't want a Lamar Jackson. I want someone who yeah. can still throw. Yeah. If I mean, everybody. Everybody wants happening. Mahomes. They made Mahomes. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Y'all, know, y'all know where Mahomes from? Though. <laughs> Texas. I would say that. The breed different. The breed is different. The breed is different. But I couldn't have expected that he was gonna be like. Yeah. Texas Tech dude. You expect that from Texas I th- I Tech players. I figured he would be nice. Offense, I didn't think he would be this, though. No, I didn't think he would be this. I figured he'd be nice. I didn't think he would be this. Though. How long before you think that a uh, half a billion contract isn't worth it? Uh, next, it'll always be next, worth it. Next year when they don't win another Super Bowl. I was going to say, if you don't go to the Super Bowl the next more two out of the next four years, yeah. Then then if no, you don't it's get not a starting win, starting now or including the past two, they've already been no, to. Can, no, as soon as you got your money, so you got this last one. Yeah, you got to do it again. You got to do. I it don't again. know why we debating that because we know in that ten year year he's going to get at least two more rings. In my opinion, he's probably going to have about I'll five. We know that. We thought he was going to for that. sure get one. I don't this know year. that. I don't know that. He. We thought for sure he would get he's one gonna, this year. If he gets, if he has five appearances, he's going to get two more. I'll give him that. Do we know well, he's depend, going to? Who, who, who in the AFC is really threatening his reign? I'm just being real. Bro, it's football. You play one yeah. game. There's not do. no series uh, out here. Uh, 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 Let me know when he do. That's true. Tom. He got a point, but at the same time. I mean, Tom, yeah. I didn't say. Tom ain't no threat to him no more. I give him, I give him How one come? before I get to How Tom not a threat? He just beat him. He can't prevent him from getting to the Super Bowl. Right. NFC. But he can stop him from winning the Super Bowl. Right. It, not for the next five years. Yeah. You get, it, okay, no, and I'm gonna be real with you. Half a billion, you gotta win them. I can't you got just go in there. I mean, he gotta I'll stay right. healthy I said if he for goes all in the years, next five years. Line, he's gotta gotta, get it's two, a lot of shit that go into being able to make it to the Super Bowl, bro. If he go, if he go to five, especially with a five games, we got seventeen games. We got an added game. 
We got an added game. If he goes to five in the next, why two are years? you just giving him five Super Bowl appearances? Like that's right. what I'm. Bro, tell me. Like I said, tell me who's a real threat to him in the AFC. That's Bro. this year. You're, at, talking you're every talking year. Like there's no. You're they talking like this is injuries one year. NFL has. just got to the NFL. Hella parity. NFL's changing. There's hella parity. We expected in the Patriots to go to the playoffs every year. Why? Tom Brady. We expected the Pittsburgh Steelers to go to the playoffs every year. Why? Ben Roethlisberger. Mike Tomlin. No. Tomlin. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Tomlin. What? Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say Mike Tomlin's not a, a, I'm not a reason. Say, no, the quarterback has ben to throw the ball. Ben Roethlisberger. There's no team in the AFC right now that has a quarterback that they can say is going to be their quarterback for the next 10 years and is going to be as but dominant no, as more, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So Over the past few years, I'm not relying on Jackson, and we know I put it like that. Look, look, look. I'll, I understand what you're saying. Colts, Over the past wins. few years, though, I'm not giving you that. It's been more so on Mike Tomlin and his coaching, it, in no, my opinion. I don't feel like he. I don't feel like Ben Roethlisberger like, has been that great yeah, of a quarterback I'm not, I'm not in this past few Tomlin years. Been yeah, for a while. He's been really hurt. I would say he's been hurt. And I'm gonna say 60, 40. I'm not going to necessarily argue against yeah. that because obviously with a no like a trash quarterback, not this past season but the year before that, they still almost made the playoffs. Right, but. They made the playoffs and did something in the playoffs, made Super Bowl appearances under Ben Roethlisberger. So we're talking about threatening someone to go to the Super Bowl, and not Troy even Paul just Malu. make the playoffs. The Titans can and just Hines make the playoffs. Wolf. Like, it's not just Ben on that team. And I feel like Tom saying, Brady plays a There's nobody part threatening the in the AFC like that on a consistent basis. The AFC yet. is very thin. The yet. AFC is like the East in the NBA to be 1,000. Fair. It's very 1, fair. It's very fair. To be 1,000%. It's like the, the old East. The I'll NFC. say the old East because the East is way more competitive yeah, sure. this year. But and, I, and I'll say this. The AFC is AFC getting is competitive. very more competitive. So, like, while you, while your argument still has some weight, E, the time is running out. Like, our window. The NFC is kind of garbage as, compared as far to the, as the last Titans, year. our window is very, very small. What's especially if the Jags. AFC has only always been respectable because of Peyton. You got a whole division that everybody's Sometimes been Roethlisberger. That's it. It's very thin. Our, win, our window is, is almost closed. The Cowboys. Like nobody takes that, that division serious. Which yeah. division? The NFC East is that what that is? Yeah, y'all talking about the Cowboys division? Yeah, okay, that's the division. That's just that was just this year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I want to say this. That's just this year, bro. Yes, the playoff team, the Eagles and the Cowboys, usually always has ten or eleven wins, and the and the team at least has like seven or eight. You feel me? Like if it's not if it's not us as in the Cowboys, it's it's been the Eagles and like in and a down them, year. Every other year is just for them, all the, the Cowboys Giants fans out lucky there like me. Years. In a down year, we almost went to the playoffs with Andy Dalton. I want y'all to know that. Who like Andy Dalton? Bro, that was oh, the, the Cowboys. That's yes. not. Okay, do no, no, not no, no, celebrate no, no, no. that. Yes, do yes. not celebrate yes. that. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Big picture. I'm optimist. I'm saying so. While I'm hurt. That we didn't see the need to draft more like replacement linemen because with the injury history on our old line, you would have thought we would have been taking as many hell second, third round, fourth round, fifth round linemen as we could because as soon as all of them went down, uh, Frederick retired. We had nobody. We had undrafted free agents playing line, so of course Dak was scrambling leading the league in everything before his injury. You feel me? With no line, gets that ankle injury. Andy Dalton comes in. All of our offense is really scrambled, and we still managed to have an okay, decent year. Six and ten. 
okay, bro. That is not okay decent. That is okay decent. That is not that is okay, okay, okay decent. decent with our quarterback being injured. And us really, our defense you still being in you shambles. Mean, if you want me to give you, I can't uh, lie. In that year, it was okay, decent because they slick almost still made the playoffs. Thank though, bro. you. You, you feel me? Like, they, we they still almost made the playoffs. playoffs. The it don't matter though. Is that what you say? Is that what you was telling me about Atlanta? All you got to do is make it to the playoffs. That's a catastrophic year. It don't matter if you're a first round bounce. Just make it to the playoffs. That's a catastrophic year. The team that made the playoffs was seven and nine. Okay. Okay. Just make it to the playoffs. <laughs> that's what that's what he be telling me about. Thought. Just make it to the playoffs. It don't matter. Like that's first not round like games. the NBA East when we eight, had teams eight. with under five hundred records making the playoffs, bro. Like, come on, come on, come on. He would have been happy as hell with his participation trophy to the playoffs. If, if he knew Titans he could get to them games in real nine, I'm not celebrating shit. If we go but to the, the Super Bowl, fuck am I celebrating? E E. It's not celebrating. It's not celebrating. We go seven and nine, make the playoffs, and then win four straight and win the bowl. If I have a rookie quarterback, I'm gonna be like, sure, there's something to celebrate. But if I have fucking, for example, Ryan Fitzpatrick when he came with us, and we go seven and nine and make the playoffs, why the fuck am I celebrating? And they went on the run like the car. Cardinals did when they went like seven to nine or eight and eight. You or Eli Manning, both no. of his rings. I don't eight, eight, and all you got to do is just win the games, bro. That's what I'm saying. Bro. That's what Once, I'm saying. Your old Chiefs argument. You keep, just stand you keep with me. talking about this like it's basketball or baseball, where it's a no, series, no, bro. No, this is ago, one you game. Used to sit there and be also, happy niggas have to show up. Why does it matter when Zeke years. was hurt? Anybody niggas have to show up and play the game. Needs it isn't playing. I'm gonna be honest. Zeke is not a make or break for no team. Or not. Listen to what you said. Andy Dalton and who else on the team almost made the playoffs? What does that help your team moving forward? Does it give you the? It's not about helping your team moving forward. It's about showing that okay, the pieces that we have here Thank can you. work. And Thank you. once you get and a quarterback, Demonte Casey and Keanu Neal, so we're reinforcing our defense. Oh, and we have a got top both ten of my pick. niggas. We got both of them. I don't know why they did it, but I see why they. That's did That's what that. you can we celebrate. You almost made and the playoffs while maintaining pick. a top pick. Yep. That's what you can celebrate. We pulled a lick. We pulled a lick. I mean, that is, that is a W. Jerry, that is a Jerry, Jerry always, like, Jerry always gets his way, bro. But I hate but, <laughs> that it had to be Dak's leg. But Dak did get his contract. So for right How now, how do you feel about that contract? Jerry, too, I feel like I feel like. But if you'd have been feel, just trash, I feel like Jerry Jones did what he needed to do. I feel like Jerry Jones. Do you think it was too late? No, I don't. I don't because business wise, he, he gave him plenty of money. He gave him plenty. Yeah, I'm of talking money. about business wise. Like, I personally don't think that it was the smartest move. Like, I'm not mad at you staying with Dak and giving him his money because I think it was well-deserved, like, you feel me, like, before the injury and all that shit. But I'm just thinking, like, as a businessman and as an owner, like, I mean, that was a pretty bad injury. Like, and we don't know how, you feel me, he may recover from that. And you feel me? I ain't you feel me? Cause I I definitely ain't wishing that on no black man. You feel me? I want no, him to. Of course, you feel me? I want him to come and ball out and you feel nah, me? Do yeah. great shit. Yeah. But you feel me? Just realistically, you feel yeah. me? We don't know how he may recover from that. If he recovers yeah. and comes back and and is able to be what he was to that yeah. team. I think I think Jerry, I think Jerry pulled the trigger because he believes in. And that's that's nice to see because for all those years he believed in Romo, and there's a lot of Romo critics, but R- Romo faced a lot of the same issues that Dak came into facing. You feel me? Like it literally wasn't until Romo got solidified that we had a bona fide offensive line, and it had like a Demarco Murray, you know. And then we fall into the Dak and Zeke thing. 
I feel like he kept that together while Dak also got his money and they kept some money on the table. We still got hella cap for the future. Most of the team's still young. I think I think it'll work out. And if it don't, he can trade Dak off two years into the contract. And another team is going to get a great QB at a great value and you can renegotiate. But think about it too. Think about it too. This is my thing. Uh, if you go, yeah, don't cap, don't cap. Y'all need to listen. Y'all need to listen to their podcast. Cowboys, I hope they pick up like the Jazz. You, you, you watched most of your games this year, right? All right. It was a was there at least three or four games that were close enough that you could have just lost? Are you talking about in the sake of a pick or just asking? Uh, yeah. In the sake of a pick, yeah. I feel like with this quarterback class, you wouldn't have had. You could have probably got Dak on a lower deal if you had some more of a pressure against him, and or replaced him, and it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been like it would have been frowned upon because you really did have a great opportunity at a young quarterback in this class. I think. I think, and I play a shit ton of Madden, so my logic definitely does relate. If we're going devil's advocate, I'm, that's what I'm trying really, to look at. Yeah, so I just want to add something. So you basically saying if they would have, if he would have had to do this like last year, or two years ago, right. he would have signed for less money. No, I'm saying, I'm saying like they like won, it. they won six games this year. Mm-hmm. You lose three or four of those, you win one or two. You're definitely in the top what one, two, three picks, right? Yeah, probably okay. in top five. You yeah. in top five for sure. You so put you pressure. You put pressure. You put pressure on Dak okay. to an extent to be like. You can't ask for too much because we can draft. Look at where we're placed at, so we can try yeah, to replace I you. Think, I think, and or you do just go. We're gonna we're gonna move on from you, and we respect that. And or you try to do some kind of deal where you trade him or some shit like that, and you do go draft a quarterback because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft class. There are, yeah. but I don't think I don't think we go quarterback, and I don't think we did that because we have hella trade capital. We have hella good trade capital, and with the way. The league is becoming genetics in these young ball players. You could have a you could have a situation where Dak eats, does good, but still shows like signs of the injury. We either trade him, you feel me, or we let him walk. We do good, do bad, draft either draft a QB or we trade somebody like Amari Cooper, who's like good in value still. But he's a little bit older. But or you try to trade him the team, less in value he gains, team, though, I mean, that no, you have for him, no, in my opinion. Amari no. Cooper still got one more good trade in him. Thank you. You feel me? Like a team that desperately needs a rec- – like, to, in my opinion, look at Kenny Galladay. A little but bit why, younger, but, but great why explosiveness. Do that? But like, I'm saying, What's more common, because, uh, Amari Cooper or a Dak Prescott? I'm just Amari saying there's a Cooper, couple of Dak Prescotts in the, in the NFL. I think, I, think, I think both, I would say. Because we have a C.D. Lamb who is kind of like an Amari Cooper, but if, I don't know if elite receivers are as common as elite quarterbacks. Mm, what? They're more too insane. I think they're more common. Yeah, they're more. I think, become more common. We don't see a DK Metcalf. But I'm not, that, I guess Brown, that's I guess that's where I'm putting Jefferson, it. Is I'm saying I would Julio put I would put Jones, Amari Calvin Cooper towards this draft alone. It's a QB wide receiver first. Round I just wouldn't put Dak Prescott as an elite quarterback. He is, bro. Elite as in Everybody elite for it. me is top five to like seven to eight if we're pushing it. And he is. Come on, nah. when, da- when Dak's healthy and he's on the field, no, I can't agree top, to that. He's a top. He's but a you got to say that. But you got to say that. You have to say that when Dak. Where's is your healthy proof for that though? That's my thing. Where's the proof for that? The proof's got to be in the pudding for that. He almost made. Almost what? Almost what? He's he's a rookie of the year and. What does that do? 
He be hooping. Has he seen it? Has he seen it? Has he seen an NFC before he got hurt? Yes, he has, bro. We was almost in the NFC championship. Almost in the NFC championship. He hasn't even seen the NFC championship. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. I can't speak on that no more. I can't speak on that no more. But who are you? Who are you comparing him to? Patrick Mahomes. I just asked you if he's top five to eight, and you said yes. And I'm sorry if I give you top. I can give you five to eight better than him that have those type of resumes. Only two QBs. Or is he even better well, than Lamar only Jackson? Four, only four QBs get to go to uh, NFC I mean, or AFC Championship. if you can name them, then name them. Ethan, I mean, Ethan. Only four MVP. QBs can go to an AFC or NFC Championship. Huh? So, like, why only four QBs really in total get to go to an AFC in or one NFC year? Championship. Yes. So, like, he and how many years has he had in the league? This is what his fourth five? year going into four or five. Well, it's five. So that's twelve. Five. Twelve different names. I could opportunity. Twelve different names that could have been in there. Just saying, you have opportunities. Your team went six and ten, and you could have made the playoffs. Oh well, you weren't there, so I mean, his yeah, he's hurt. Is That's, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that was the uh, he so hard. That, that was the he Bud Light so platinum injured, speaker, bro. I want to I want to touch on this real quick before we yeah. get into the uh, the interview. Interview. Uh, TSU just announced Eddie Ooh. George as their new head football coach. Love it. Love that it. That is. Fucking amazing. I want to give a round of applause to TSU. They're finally doing something and great. They just, and they just signed TSU showing out. TSU just signed another, like, uh, I think, was it P. Hugh Diddy's Jackson. son or Master something like P. that? Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Percy Miller. Hercy. Masterpiece. Yeah, yeah right. Right. I said P. Diddy. Wrong P. Sorry. Hersey uh, Miller. And um, TSU got, like, a $500 million yeah, dollar, uh, grant yeah. from the state that they were owed. Yeah. I'm TSU, guessing TSU's on the come up for I'm real. guessing that um, all that 500 million hit in the day because <laughs> they got the motherfucking moving and shaking. They looking for new coaches all over the athletic department. It hit the direct deposit. Jeff Fisher man. is on this fucking coaching staff. Hugh Jackson is on this fucking coaching staff. Oh man. It's yeah. They already got goddamn Dominique Rogers Camardi uh, as a coach. Bro, I was saying this in the group chat. Yeah, he was already coaching. Already. He was already a coach on the staff. If HBCU start getting more attention and they get exposure, man, it ain't even TSU and It's win. TSU and J is this year. It's this year, TSU and JSU play in that classic prime time. Dion got two of his sons coming back next year. He get both his sons next year. Eddie George is going to be able to recruit. Oh, that Dion get and both. And they already his TSU had just signed two this. Uh, year. I don't know if it was a year go or two ago, but it was. Uh, I gotta go to the that. Big, Post COVID, like just opened it up. Like that I don't crazy. give a yeah, fuck man. about Kobe. So they got the talent there. <laughs> and that kid, Mikey. That that kid, oh, yeah, Mikey P. Fucking, uh, Mikey P. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Last you name, talking about, you talking about uh, the high school kid right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has he, he signed anywhere? No, nobody came to TSU. He, he, he did. did a walk. He, he walked said, and he did. He Yo, did. I ain't even gonna lie. If they sign Mikey, I will find a way to make it. Yeah. TSU. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, been yeah, said yeah. that, and mm-hmm. that, I feel like even if he was capping, it did. That's a lot of pressure. But his actions afterwards, like he made his visits quick. You feel me? Was repping some of the gear. I feel like he's serious, and he's. He saw, even if he was joking, he saw a man. Yeah, he saw a lot, a lot of people yeah. step forward and was like, bro, you know what? He, you're right. right. And reg- yeah. regardless if you do it or not, I'm going to go. You feel right. me? I think Howard got that one kid that they one did. great They got a, kid, what, a four-star, five-star? Yeah. Like, one of the top recruits in the country, bro. Like, shit's insane. That's some dope shit. That's some dope shit. TSU is on the come up. I used to give TSU a whole lot of shit because they were Man. they were giving Rand like a motherfucking. They were not being Rand well, and I hated it. 
Cause you know, um, I, I know people that go to team. TSU and they would tell me the stories. It's then you know, everybody, mom and daddy went to TSU, so they tell you about the oh, shit. Man. You know what I'm saying? No, so man. you know, the, my my view of TSU has certainly changed after this uh, 500 million dollar grant they got. They got a new AD. I mean, not. I know the old AD, but the new AD out here fucking bucking. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this new AD. He called Eddie George. So like, yeah. I need you. I need you. Yeah. They not playing. They not playing. They not playing. Going crazy. I mean, if the old AD would have got 500 million, we would have been able to get a whole lot of people. Yeah. Like, come on now. Situations. Yeah. Money talk. The new AD saying that wasn't no 500 million. Right. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> so we we we, we going to make some shit shake. We going to make some shit shake. Okay. No, no, no. Shout out to them. <laughs> and shout out to TSU, man. They had something today at campus, some little K camp came. Like, uh, K camp so consistent. What bro. was that about? That was <laughs> red. I was on a raw. <laughs> it's April. They don't You know TSU ain't got classes on Fridays. Oh, they don't man. got classes. Free Fridays. Not on Fridays. But they been not doing that like before the money. Nah. <laughs> they start acting whole brand new when the they check hit. Bro, I got a swing right now. The What's Miami it? Heat. Bro. Yeah, they lost to the. They yeah. dead they ass. They lost or the, to who? They broke. I had three bets they tonight. Also? They broke T-Wolves. every single one. Look at this shit, bro. I almost bet on that game, but I was too late. But the big kid knew. Greens, everything, everything's green. I had everything hit except for the heat. I would have almost took the three parlays. Damn, who 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 really thinks the Heat should have made the the finals? Yeah, that was that where you're playing the Timberwolves, dog. Nah, that was (laughs) the bubble is a perfect incubator for folks like Jimmy Butler. So I knew you feel me. They might fuck around, make a run, and the way they started playing, it fell into the chips. But I will say, didn't expect it. This year or last year, Tyler Hero not making it. Right. Betters are a heavy, betters <laughs> are a heavy fan for the uh, bubble, in my opinion, because everybody snapped in the bubble. Everybody snaps yeah. in the bubble. I so love player the bubble. player parlays and stats are, like that. The, play, the playoffs is going to be in the bubble, isn't it? I think. So. Yeah, I don't know. Doing I don't Wait, know. Nah, Staples Staple Center said. I think nah, Staples Center not, said no? they was having fans next year, but I don't know. If they could start having fans this year. I would I think really much be. rather them. Do I would the bubble, much rather them do the bubble, bro. Put them niggas in the bubble. <laughs> I just want to see Steph in the bubble. That would have been. <gasps> they was talking Steph? about how niggas they robbed hey, us. Steph, Steph, Steph drops a seventy piece in the bubble. Come on, Steph puts I think up he does hundred in the bubble. What are you talking about? No noise. You feel me? Just the crowd. Just two K crowd noise. Steph. He hey. would drop seventy. Clay would drop sixty. Look on the couch. In it, you might have dropped out your pocket. What are you looking for? It's in here. It's in here. I mean, I serve you up. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all, do y'all want to go ahead and move into the interview questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Well, we're already an hour in, so we oh, need to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're an hour in. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get that camera on Ethan, man. Ethan interviewing Ethan. How about that shit? Partially. Uh, so, yeah, for, let's, let's make sure that people know who you are before we dive into too much of the album and music stuff. We know you're an artist. Sure. Um, but tell us about your background, you know what I'm saying? Where are you from? What kind of schools did you go to? Because um, I know you. Obviously, I know a lot about you. Um, but tell me sports teams as well cool. um, and just your music genre styles you like to listen to, just the foundation of basically who Ethan is. Uh, so, yeah, I was born December 23rd, 1995, so I'm a Christmas baby. 
I was born in Dallas, Texas. You're in uh, yeah, you feel me? And you and I, feel me. You go to college and talk to a lot of girls. It's like deep into astrology. I'm a cusp baby, so I'm like born on the day of or the day after mm-hmm. when it transitions. So mm-hmm. that like adds all these types of random shit. So like, the girls be saying uh, that's crazy. You born on the cusp? Yeah, I had a chick tell me that, and I literally, we, we I literally cusp, felt yeah. like, bro, I, I felt <laughs> like she cusp. told me some shit I had never. <laughs> that knew. I, was, I was like, oh, what the? God, I was like, what does that even mean? She's like right there. The beginning of Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm at the right beginning of the Capricorn. Uh, so uh, lived in Dallas for a few a years. Sagicorn. Yeah, 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 type yeah. shit. And so uh, after uh, we moved from Dallas, me and my mom, uh, we moved to, I believe, Arizona for a little bit. And then after Arizona, we moved, <laughs> after Arizona, we moved to California. And then from California, we moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then after we moved from Atlanta, I lived in Missouri for a little bit, for like six months. Then we moved back to Atlanta, and we moved to Alabama, stayed with our family for a little bit. And then uh, I literally pulled Tennessee out of a hat. Like when we moved to Tennessee, we was living in Georgia at the time. It was right before we moved to Alabama, then came here. But we were living in Georgia. And so the recession that hit, and so my mom was in banking, and she worked for Washington Mutual. So, like, banking was the first thing that, like, went bankrupt. Yeah, this, all the banks closed, so she lost her job. Shit got real bad for, like, feel me, six to eight months, like almost really a whole year once the recession hit. And so I remember we were staying in Decatur with a family friend, and we walked to this Kroger, you feel me, got, like, a candy bar, some water, and we sat down. And my mom started, like, ripping up pieces of paper and, like, writing stuff on them. She, like, threw them in a hat, you feel me, and, like, shook the hat up. And she was like, in this hat, I got, like, all different types of cities and states. And for each, you know, paper in the hat, she was like, it's a job offer, you know, a good job offer. They going to move us out there, you feel me, like, got a shot of that. So it was, like, three cities in Atlanta. Like, we could have stayed in Georgia. We could have moved back to Texas. It was, like, three cities in Texas she had jobs in. Like, Tennessee was, like, we betters. So there was only one Tennessee, and it was, like, 30 pieces of paper in this hat. <laughs> and so she shook it up, and, like, you feel me, we smoke now and stuff. But at the time, I was just a kid. I really don't, know, like, realize how deep this, like, moment is because my mom was, like, dead-ass serious. And so I just stuck my hand in and pulled it out, you feel me, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yeah, and so I had an uncle out here, my Uncle Aaron, who was my close family friend of my mom's. He worked for Dollar General. He was over, like, the Dollar General markets. So, like, she called him. She was like, hey, I got a job offer out in Tennessee. You know, he's like, you know, come. Like, accept it. Bring Ethan. Y'all can stay here as long as y'all need. Get on your feet. So, we moved to Alabama. Stayed with my aunt. I finished out my seventh grade year. Packed up the U-Haul. We came to Tennessee. And I've been here ever since. And so, uh, so naturally, I became a Titans fan. I always been Dallas, everything, Mavericks, Cowboys. When the Mavs won, I genuinely stopped caring about basketball for real. Like mm-hmm. I could, I, I definitely want to see Luca win one. But even if Luca don't, like I done seen some. A lot of folks like, really don't see like man. man in the bro. way in the way we did it, I'm like I'm starting that new push. Even though I'm like ten years, but it's time to re bring it up. We had the greatest playoff run in history. 
Yeah. We had the greatest playoff run in history. We genuinely one of we, one of the we had the if you if you think of one all of. the best playoff runs and in terms and it all dumps down to everybody and a mama know we was not supposed to win. Mm-hmm. You can you can look at it and people have told me, bro, y'all had some good veterans. Y'all was really solid in that. No, bro, we you had did. old folks, bro. We were literally playing with an elite LA fitness team, and that's no dig to them for real. But Dirk was literally playing his heart and soul out there, like. He still played some good years before he retired. Was everybody, everybody gave a all that year. Jason Terry was on his last leg. Jason Kidd retired after that. You feel me? Tyson Chandler played about two, three more years, and, and now Tyson he's out the league. So, like, that was it. We I'm went a, through a massive juggernaut of teams, bruh. The Lakers, L.A. healthy, you feel me? Man, y'all fuck and LA, then OKC oh, and their young big three ascending into their prom. And, and then year. and then the heat, man. And then, man was, come on, bro. Okay, I yeah, knew he was gonna have all. to play them. I knew he was gonna have to play them, bro. So you feel me? Like you explained it all now that I'm thinking about it. Because I wanted to argue that there had to have been another good one. But just that team should not have made it that far. Yeah. That team should have not have made it. And then like kinda like you he said the way they did it, like they you, fucked yeah. the Lakers up. Like we you swept remember them. We swept you remember Bynum got hot up. and Clothesline J.J. Barea. <laughs> J.J. Barea put the clamps on everybody, including LeBron James. J.J. Barea clamp LeBron. He had Hall of Fame clamps on LeBron. <laughs> and you can go back and watch the clip of the game. Like, he really did. He really had LeBron shook. Like yeah. we were I feel like J Dog and Austin. I feel like J Dog had different They're gonna be so mad watching this clip of the pod. But if you think about it, every elite every elite player has that team. For for Michael and Kobe, it ironically ended up being the Pistons both times for real. Like MJ had to go through Detroit and then when Kobe really got knocked off that little mantle, it was the Pistons who did it. LeBron really needed that. LeBron even said it in interview. He only speak about it once or twice. You feel me? Yeah. He's not. He's not gonna go in no camera and be like the Mavericks made me. But for real, we helped. We did. We really made LeBron the beast. I'm gonna keep it a being. Y'all helped him, but that shouldn't have been what it (laughs) should have been. It should have been him busting his ass to go through Boston and him. Because once he got through Boston, everybody was like, "Okay, so the Heat are about to win the finals." Perfect. Hmm. What was that? A four-two series, four-two series, and they beat they beat us Y'all on held our LeBron court. James the two points one of them. They games? beat us on our court in 06. We won in Miami. That's what, in I remember that being the American Airlines series because everybody played at American Airlines mm-hmm. Arena. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell us about like you know when you moved here to Hendersonville. What schools did you go to? Yes. Um, so, co- you know, high school and college eventually. So I went to Station Camp High School, you feel me? So I fuck with the Bison, you feel me? Okay. Like, and it was cool. It was a good little school experience. That's really mainly where I started rapping. I, I rapped in eighth grade when I went here. When I first moved here, I went to Hawkins Middle School, and I met my homie JT, and I met my homie Dre. And so they used to rap. And so Dre had got my number one time and was like, bro, you look like you freestyle. And when I lived in Alabama, I stayed with my cousin TJ. And TJ was in, like, a three-man rap group that 
really had some little clout in Huntsville. They would go to like little teen clubs and do shows. And so they come over, spend a night with him. They be spitting, rapping bars. And so I like jump in and say some stuff for TJ be writing. I say a line and he'd be like, man, cause all that was hard. Let me use that. And I'd be like, for real, you feel me? And then I listen to the song and he used my line. So like, that's kind of when started to formulate and I started thinking about rapping, making music. And so flash forward, Dave Gray, Dre was really kind of on the same shit. He was like, bro, like, I'm going to call you. Let's freestyle rap over the phone. You feel me? So he called me, turn on a beat. We used to rap over the phone so much, like, I would know the tempo even with the, like, delay. Huh. You know? So, like, for anybody <laughs> listening on the three-way, like, it'd be like I was on beat. But for real, I would kind of be rapping a little uh, bit slower. Uh, uh, and slower. if it was, like, a faster tempo beat, that's how I got good at, like, really rapping fast. You feel me? Like, having to always kind of work around that. But, like. They had this little two-man rap group. They was like, you know, you want to rap with us? Like, I, it was almost like an audition. Dre called up JT on, like, three-way. And, like, he got on the phone. JT's a white dude, you feel me? So he's kind of like, he's hard, though. He's such a hard artist. So he came on like an A&R. Like, I could hear in his voice he already wasn't impressed. Like, Dre was like, hey, you on the line? And he was like, yeah, I'm here. You feel me? Like, what's up? Just chilling, so he throwing a beat. I spit, and like his whole demeanor changed. He was like, "Yeah, bro, like, man, how long you been rapping, bro?" Like his whole voice changed. <laughs> I'm like, "Dang," I'm like, "Bro, I kind of you feel me? Just be playing around." So like, is he a reference in one of your lyrics? Where you, what, which song is there where you were like, uh, something about the Supreme? Shout out all my white boys. Yeah, if he one of your white boys, yeah, you reference it. Yeah, he did be wearing Supreme and stuff. Yeah, like he's very much like into that. Yeah, he, he cool little white boy for real, bro. He got me on, but he's he he went on a whole R R and B thing now and started working on his singing. But he still got bars. One of the coldest white boys I've ever heard spit for real. And so like they just really grouped me in with them. We performed at like in the cafeteria like once or twice on some random mm-hmm. shit. Oh, and, like, shit. And I played football, and they were really kind of like oddballs. Like people knew him, you feel me? But like. People wouldn't really fuck with them. They would call them weird, you feel mm-hmm. me, type shit. So, like, you feel me, having me with them, it got them some of the exposure, like, they really needed. Because folks would have to hear them lyrics, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they can make all the little jokes they want. But, like, it was a couple it. It was a couple of other pop. You know, it's like middle school, too. So, it was a couple of yeah, other niggas popular trying rap, niggas yeah. trying to rap. And they weren't nowhere near as cold as them. Mm-hmm. So, like, that made me even rock with them even more, you feel me. And also kind of defend them, be at their age. And so we ended up separating when I went to station camp, and it felt a little weird. Like, I ain't really rapped to nobody, but I started playing football off the rip. You know, everything happened in the locker room on the buses. So it was after one home game, no, one away game, we was driving back on the bus, and folks just started beating on the shit, and, like, people would jump in. And, like, one of my homies that kind of knew I could spit was like, shoot, like, jump in on the thing, and I jumped in. Killed it, you feel me? And they was after that every single away game <laughs> from my freshman year to about down when I graduated my senior year. They had me spitting in the back of the bus in the locker room. <laughs> I see underclassmen come in, start rapping too. It's like it's hard, you feel me? Like I definitely that's kind of where I built like my initial fan base before the streams, before I was making songs, just rapping in the locker room, rapping in the hallways, just like. Real deal, just spitting balls. <laughs> like, in, in the corner of Hendersonville, Tennessee. Like, it's a random little place in Tennessee. I was really dope, just like it was the rapper. If we asked you to spit right now, would you be able to? Yeah. I'd probably spit some shit right now. 
It ain't no probably. I know he can too because he, yeah, bro. Ethan, the one thing I can say, like, you know, Ethan's my homie, but I, like, as a fan of his music outside of being a homie, is how authentic his shit be. He'll spit some shit. He always stay true to his shit. I'm trying to think of a good freestyle beat. You know, man, I want that. uh, If I could request, yeah. Need that bag lady by Erica Badu. Bag lady instrumental. Uh, is you finna just play it off your phone, or are you finna put it through the headsets? Let me through the headset. Damn. Yeah, it's all good. I get left out. It's cool. So, it's, it'll be on the final product. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hey. Hey. My shit. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Podcast with burn one. Yeah, I had to burn one. Pull up with that QP sack and let you burn some. Chilling in the hood with my niggas, I cop the feel. I call up Philly Phil, had to ask, is it real? What a love at? Call up my thugs and sip a bud. Bad bitches in the club, they just trying to throw a dub. I ain't with that. No Kit Kat. Break you off like a Kit Kat. Slap you right in your face. That's what the fuck we call a bitch slap. Cruising on the E-Way, playing my little EP. Got a little CD, blow up just like it's TNT. Donna White, dynamite, my chain nice, my John Ice. Every time I hit the stage, they know that my line is nice. Look, twisted T in my mental. Got a little seltzer, that shit was incidental. Ethan, that's my homie. Name coincidental, that's my twin. For lifers, I be laughing at that Drewski shit. And Desi Banks, real Atlanta shit. David Bennett shit, that Mississippi. Cricket letter I, cricket letter I. Shoot them bullets fly, and chopper never lie. Put them in the sky, ride until they down with my homies for real. I'm never lonely, blowing strong, yeah. Barry Bonds, home run, I hit it long. Al Capone, that's the mafia, my baby girl Italian. Freestyle off the dome, and I ain't really even wildin'. I'm just styling for real. But my style ain't free I got the feature project You know that my shit's still free It's hella low for the thing Just blow a blunt and I chill Spit a blunt and it's real I spit a verse and they feel Yeah, from the heavens falls My niggas calling, I answer Heal the flow My verses could cure cancer For real The anointed Lord is in the field All right, all right, okay, all right, all right Yes, sir Yes, sir that was off the dome. Yeah, that was off, off the, the dome. dome. I mean, look, he put the burn on here, so you know it was all authentic right then. I couldn't. I can't do that. I got to write my that rhymes. Was, that was, that's literally. That's literally. <laughs> Is that the heat you was go. bringing to your song you was talking about earlier? Um, I was also like eighteen when I made this. Yeah, so yeah. you weren't spitting like it. No, but I mean, I got a couple <laughs> bars. So you know how you can respect a nigga yeah. bar. Yeah, you know, it don't be good, but you respect a nigga bar. real. You know what I'm saying? It don't be good, but you respect a nigga. You respect the authenticity of it. Like that nigga exactly, not lying. I know exactly what he means. Come bro. on, well, yeah, that's that's, that's a category in of his own. <laughs> I respect it. So I mean, with that being said, I feel like that's a good you know time to kind of take it into your album. You dropped, you know. Uh, twenty was a Kingy twenty five. You know, you you try to drop my album pretty much every year, right? Yeah, um, every year. So this was your album for twenty twenty. Technically, yeah, the end of twenty twenty. Yeah, the and because you had one yeah. in the beginning too. You had mm-hmm. your was it Quarantine King? Yeah, or? That, that one was right in the middle, and I think that's the one that started it off. And yeah, I think there was an EP in between that as well. And um, then I dropped Kingy two twenty five. So I'm a definite fan of Kingy two twenty five. You already know that. Um. But when you were writing this project, did you have any kind of like inspirations or anything like that? Yeah, 
part of it was definitely since it's named after the first one, I went and played the first one like a couple more times, just listened to like the place where I was at and then conjoined that with the place where I'm at now. Because a lot of the things that I was facing and seeing in terms of like general subjects, I was still seeing. So it was nice to make that play, but also kind of tell the same story gradually, you know, like same type of vibes, but more of them and kind of more just older, you feel me, just more defined, a little bit more conjoined, like a more conjoined story. So I drew heavy inspiration from like the first project and then a couple of the EPs in the middle. Like I try to draw inspiration from like every project and every song that I make. And then use that to make something new that's completely its own. Okay. Fuck with that. You smoke to get a little bit of inspiration? Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends. I feel like what, well, better yet, that was that was a pretty lazy question. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say has drawn you the most inspiration that you've come back to while creating music? That's another uh, <laughs> say, he said, "Okay, yeah, that's better." I, I do good. I, quick. I, I got good say, questions. I, would I got say, good questions. I would say, I would say, mainly my roots for real. And okay. as far as my religion, and by my religion, I guess my moral code or foundations, because there are some people who don't believe. So I would, I, I guess the the what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong in a general sense. So more so of telling a hopeful and encouraging story in a way that a lot of people can resonate with. So, like, depending on the beat, that'll kind of dictate, like, if I smoke a blunt to get, like, some great inspiration or if I just really try and do it sober because I really want to get a clear point across type shit, you mm-hmm. know, because, like, there are those smoke songs where, like, I'll smoke a blunt and, like, make a wavy song, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, I'm, I try to be a lyricist 1,000% of the time. So, like, I'm at the point now where my shit's really always going to have lyrics, so when I make those smoky songs, I can really just make them in the sense of what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, my more serious songs, I try to make those sober where I can, like, really just be in a 100% clear mind state of, like, what do I genuinely feel without being on any weed or alcohol. So, right. But at the same time, on both of those, when I'm high and when I'm sober, it's, like, that main foundation of just what I was brought on, which is just, like, Love, respect, happiness, hope, joy, encouragement, all that shit. Any, like, I'll say, what's the most recent source of inspiration? Like, specifically, like, you may have seen something on TV and it sparked a bar or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Uh, the last time you can remember Even- it. Cause <coughs> I, I know sometimes when I talk to musicians, uh-huh. they they know where they were or what mindset they were in when they made a certain song and they wrote a certain stanza, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Any any particular bar of yours stands out to you the most on this most recent project? Uh, I feel like you definitely have multiple um, bars when it comes to, like, talking about, you know, education reform and I was just social say, injustices. America's, America's Most Wanted. yeah. Um, and no diploma. Like, my homie's got no diploma. He's selling that marijuana. Some people say he a goner. Like, mm-hmm. it just it just comes from, 
I would say those two because, like, just like the times we in now, it's really just heavy based in the social injustices that we face every single day. And so living with that as a black man, like, I try to do what we all do just generally in life, which is just live and not to think about so much of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But in my music, it's really not fair because even with the small platform that I have, I do have a platform. So those two songs specifically, like White America, White White America was on Quarantine King. It was its own standalone thing. With those songs specifically, it was definitely fueled by the things we was going through every day, just as black people, just as African-Americans in this state of just being. We just want to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Like 1,000. Just want to make it day to day. Just want to be. That is inspiration alone. What does that mean, though, to have, like, a Mm -hmm. platform? Because, I mean, it's on your Instagram. It shows Mm -hmm. your numbers, you know, Mm -hmm. in your first year they weren't as high, and then you, you know, skyrocketed. And so you were given a platform where you could actually, you know, say how you feel and try to make an impact from it. What does that mean? It really, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, but it just tells me to keep doing what I'm doing, essentially, like. That'll that'll really always be my responsibility as a man and as an African American man, like to stand up for what's right. You feel me? Call out the bullshit, like, and do that through my release, which is my music, because that can have the most impact with just trajectory. Even if I don't go anywhere with like music, your music will always kind of sit there and stay there. And people listen to music so much every single day, and so they could listen to my music and get, you feel me, encouraging words on a terrible situation and just have a more clear perspective to do something constructive and positive. So I feel like having that responsibility and knowing I have that responsibility plays into just how I make my music and just how I live my life day to day. You have a a, a lyric that you're like, um, I believe it's in your Keep It Up song. You said, uh, I want to be the person that's, in my community, really proving it, or the one that's, you know it probably, you know it off the dome. Can you give me a... I want to be the person in communities and proving it, not like ones who talking it, the ones who really proving it. Done with all the help that really looks like it's performative. I'd rather do my work and be discreet. I'm more in tune with it. Yeah. So what's something that you're either doing right now or you want to be able to get in position to do to make a change in your community? So... Right now, uh, my mom's a project manager, and she has her own um, consulting firm, and she also works in city work, disaster relief, things like that. So I've actually been helping her with her company a lot more. Um, We're trying to get in talks with the mayor about possibly doing things in the community. Feel me? Like We can all do city cleanup and things like that, essentially on an everyday basis. So trying to have conversations about housing reform, feel me like rehabilitation uh she's doing a lot of work in selma right now right now we're buying houses that have been abandoned and trying to refurbish them and put them on the market for you know new black homeowners young homeowners things like that essentially so just trying to trying to really help as many people as we can like my mom's really always been like that her whole life and so like being from alabama small town jasper alabama um and having a church in Selma um, when our dad was still alive. Like, it really touched close to home. Uh, but we're definitely trying to get in talks with politicians and legislators here as soon as we can. Um, 
because we definitely want to do things here. I lived here longer than I have any other state, and I moved, I moved around so many times, went to so many different schools. For me to kind of be in one place for 10 to 11 years, it's, like, rare. So, like, I really have a lot of love for here. So I want to do as much as we can in the communities here. Yeah, and, I mean, I can, I can also, I mean, at least vouch for you on the extent of uh, – I've always appreciated the way you'll like speak out on social media. Not everybody's really willing to go um, to the extent that someone like you, you know, you're willing to actually tell how it is and how you feel and it's authentic. You can always tell it's, it's true to how you are. Um, and coming up in <clears throat> Gallatin in that area, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be predominantly white. So like that's a, an area that I feel like is going to try to suppress how you feel. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're willing, you know, to fight against that and be like, no, nah, like, I'm not going to be suppressed. Like, I've always respected that. No, yeah, you be turning up on the gram. I'll be peeping. You be turning up on the gram. I should be, be trying to keep cracking. it real. Yeah. That shit um, be cracking up. So. I want to talk about one of your songs, No Diploma. You already hit on it a little bit. Um, yeah. I can definitely say that's kind of a personal favorite for me because I do partially fall into the category of, like, you know, there's a lot of us today, even if you <clears> – <throat> I feel like the song is obviously designated towards, you know – uh, the young African-American who doesn't have a diploma has to get into the trap game, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, even if you aren't black, you know, there's several other people that, you know, don't get their diploma. I know I didn't get one. I don't – I know TJ, you, you dropped – yeah, I don't know about Rodney. Um, so we all can kind of relate in the aspect of, you know, even, you know, you drop the color or anything like that, you relate, period. You don't have a diploma. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people who didn't have a diploma no matter the race that got into the trap game. You know what I'm saying? So um, – degree. Yeah, yeah, and you so tell a good. story in No Diploma that is really what I wanted to hit on. Yeah. Um, that you talk about, you know, the feds doing a sweep on your boy. You were able to make sure everything was clean, all was good. Talk to me about that, what you can, you know. Yeah, so it's um, oh, that's my joke. Um, so it's a loose story based on a actual real, real story. So in the real story, what it was is me, my plug, my plug's roommate were victims of a armed robbery where he was shot six times in the chest and the stomach um, as we were like leaving, you know, from the apartment to go, you know, make a drop. And then I was going to drop them off to take them back to the dorm. So after, feel me, like all of that happened, when I got back to the apartment, um, we kept everything in a back bedroom. And so the door was open, and obviously when they came and got him out of the apartment, because I won't say his name on the camera, but my homie took three to the chest, six to the stomach, 38 special revolver, big mm. barrel, point-blank range. I was, holding him. I was holding him in my arms because at the time, it was like a little standoff, because like when we got held up at the top of the cell, we got held up walking to the car. Twan went to go start the car, my homie. And they ran up on him at the car. When me and my other homie was walking to the car, we saw that happening. We ran back to the apartment to, like, let them know and lock everything up. So once we get to the door, he's holding up my plug. You feel me? He's got the gun at him. And there's, like, this two-minute gap where my homie, he's talking cash shit to do. Like, you feel me? Looking down the barrel of the gun. And so I'm, like, to the side of him with the weed, like, trying to get his eyes off of him because he keeps talking shit and he keeps pointing gun at him so i'd be like hey bro like this what you want right this what you want he'd be nodding his head and then no nah, bro fuck that you're not gonna get the weed so 
I ended over sliding to him. The other dude ended up running up next to the dude who had the gun. So they got confused for a minute. And that minute of confusion, I slid over to my homie. And my roommate from my freshman year ended up living in that apartment. Like, he was staying in that apartment, too. So he ended up cracking the door. And I seen him cracking the door. So I slid over there to grab Mario and to pull him into the apartment. You feel me? And so as I did that, that's when the shot started going off. So the police came. We, there was a minute where they dropped the gun, run off. You feel me? So, like, I walk into the apartment. He walk in right behind me after just taking, like, six to the chest. And I only heard three because while I'm holding them and the gun going off, I just heard three shots. My ears started ringing all that. Mm-hmm. He took all six, walks right in behind me, you know, into the apartment. So I sit him down. I tell one of the people in the apartment, wrap him up, you feel me? I look at my college roommate from my freshman year. He just kind of give me this look. I give him a head nod. We start cleaning up everything. He makes the 911 call after we get everything situated. So the next day I'm sitting there. I go into the bathroom, and we had the weed underneath the sink. And so, like, I'm like, they've been in this apartment. Like, it was clean. Like, everything was Feel me? I'm like, they. there has to be, like, no weed in here at all. You feel yeah. me? So I go, and I check where our weed was, and I found the weed under the sink. And you feel me? It was, like, three peas under the sink. And I'm like, what in the world? And so, and then we used to keep weed, like, wrapped up in the toilet. We put it in a bag, wrap it up, make sure no water could get in there. He'd hide mm-hmm. it in the toilet. Like, mm-hmm. And so I opened the top of the toilet, and the weed bag is in there, too. So we ended up deducing that. From, like, the weed, they ended up coming up and cleaning up just from it being out or just in a place where we didn't hide it good enough. They only got about seven ounces of weed. One, we were victims, so we didn't get charged with anything. So, like, once I found that, we had a homie who was coming down to check on him and who also, like, you know, trapped. So I told him, you feel me, I got all this, like, we need to get rid of it. And he got rid of it, like, that same day. And so we was able to pay his people's back because they weren't they weren't worried about no money for it. But at the same time, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah when no when business. you when you in it when you in it like that, yeah, you yeah. feel me? Like those folks want their money. So yeah. it was it was being able to kind of tell that story briefly through no diploma. That's kind of how it went. Like because the feds did do a sweep. Like they didn't. I'll, I'll give it to you know Bowling Green Police. Like they didn't ask me no questions for about no weed. They didn't care. They didn't care about none of that. They just wanted to know what I had seen, you feel me, what had happened in order to help get justice for my homie. So, like, they never once circled back and was like, yeah, like, so out of the so-and-so amount of weed that we did find, like, you feel me, what was really yours? Let's talk about that. Like, it's like we all kind of got away clean, and he lived. He took six and lived, made a full Mm -hmm. recovery. So I'm very, like, we're all, like, very fortunate and blessed from that situation, but it was... Like some movie shit. shit. Yeah, it felt it felt like being in a movie for like two, three days. It felt like being in a real life movie. Yeah, damn. And I mean like that's when it comes to like who I listen to as a listener of music, I you know, like I look I look for the artists that can actually tell a story and it can be a real story because I mean I don't mean to knock certain artists like but I remember I was watching some kind of Snapchat video or whatever. Uh, I think it was Lil Tecca or something like that. And he rapped about like a gun lyric he had. And he was like, don't don't come at me. I ain't got no guns. I don't own guns. And like, t- 
to me, if you're going to rap about whatever you're going to rap about, sing about, mm-hmm. be an artist about, I would hope that it's going to be somewhat true to you, whether it's lived through you or someone you yeah. know. 100%. Now, if that's how Tekka wrote it, then cool. That's that's right. straight with me. But, um, yeah, I'm always going to respect the artists that can, you know, really say they live through it and or it can also, you know, like, you, I know you do some of your music, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you produce it, period. Like, you do a lot of all of your shit. Um, so that's something I can always respect as a listener of your music or any other artist. Try, yeah, I try my best. I try my best, like, just in try to be a part of it in every way. Like, I always try to do most of the recording myself. I do like to record a lot by myself, but I like to do sessions with producers, too, a lot. I love to just sit down and cook up. But, like, when I'm recording... Most if it's not a situation like that, I love to just like be by myself. And then like I recently just started trying to like make beats and just you feel me, just tap in more to like my natural musicality. Because like growing up in the church, like you'll kind of always get a touch of that. And then just from listening to music all across the fields of genres, you just naturally gain a ear for like certain things. So I'm trying to tap in sonically to like try and produce a lot more of my stuff too um so when we we talk about this album was there any kind of a track or a couple of tracks that stood out to you the most that you know maybe got a little bit of extra work or just meant more to you when you were writing or producing the the, the track i think off the top off this last one for sure was nostalgic um, that's like much more of a like deeper song. That song's like it's like layered as hell because when I was like writing it, I heard it so kind of like choir like in my head. Like I heard each little section and stuff that I did when I made it. And so when that happens, I want to kind of recreate that first sound of what I had heard, and it was like almost exactly how I heard it, which, like, rare, which like rarely happens. And it's not always, like, a bad thing for, like, what I end up putting out is 100% always what I want it to be. But for Nostalgic, it was really one of those songs that, like, it sounded exactly like it sounded as I was writing it and singing it in my head. Like, hearing it come together, like, even down to how my, how my producer, Kepler, uh, mixed it. Like, I wanted it to be a little grainy, like, echoey, like... It sounds joyous, but it's, like, deep. And it's, like, it's happy and dreadful at the same time because that's exactly how I felt. And, like, the beat, like, it's kind of that perfect nostalgic beat of, like, better days. But, like, the strings and the guitars, they make it to where it's, like, a deep ballad. It was, like, some real different shit. It was, like, some real... It's one of my most vulnerable songs also because, like, like, I really almost didn't drop it. And that's how I knew I really needed to drop it. I was like, man, this one's like way too different. Like, it's way too sad. I hate making sad songs, you feel me? But it's the songs that end up being like the most powerful and, and the most needed. Uh, LeBron 2010. It's always just good to think about that series. I just recently watched a, a fan made documentary. It needs to be on Netflix, Amazon Prime. Um, but it was a documentary about our series, and I just ended up seeing the flip side of the perspective because. You know, I was smoking a blunt and just started thinking about LeBron's trajectory ever since after that moment. And so I kind of felt like I was in the same spot. Like, I've really been incubating my skills and, like, my talent and just 
getting so much local praise from like my homies and friends just for like 10 years, you know, for like 10 years. And it's like, I'm really trying to be in a position now where I'm really doing something with it and like helping folks. You feel me? Not only like being able to live, sustain my own life, but like I want to be in a position where I can genuinely like help folk and change lives, and which also goes hand in hand to what like LeBron did. So that song definitely touched a lot of shit for me, too. And then Virginia Black, that's, like, a really fun song. I really do like that liquor Drake made, <laughs> a very nice I've whiskey. Never tried it. I it's, never a, tried it's, it. it's a really nice whiskey. It's a really nice whiskey. I can definitely say you do uh, attest it. it was a lyric that you had in one of your songs that was, like, uh, walk, I think it was Walk Inside the uh, Kitchen or Walk Inside My Crib. You know, look, you got to get it right for me, look, because you know I'm a little bit – Tipsy over oh, here. Oh yeah, me? I think it's uh walk, walk walk inside walk inside his crib and his room the size of my closet. It was something like that. I thought it was a kitchen. Yeah, room, yeah. His room big is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His room walk big inside, or something about something big is crib and his room is big as my kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> some some I give you in your mom's house or no? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, give yeah. you in your mom's house. That's the type of shit I'm about. about. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's real. Like you're just basically trying to say like I'm trying to run it up, but if it's like what LeBron says, or no, someone else says a lyric about it. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to run it up like LeBron, but if my homies ain't there, basically, mm-hmm. what's the point? You mm-hmm. feel me? And I was yeah. like, that's real. Like, yeah. why are you going to eat if, you know, your homies aren't at that table? Yeah. Who are you eating with? 100%. For sure. Don't laugh at me, TJ. You over here When I get my last little two in. Look, man, shit. Um, talk, I saying that. <laughs> talk to me about a uh, letter to my parents. Um, I felt like that was a very deep song mm-hmm. where you really spit, you know, your life story into the mic and, you know, what kind of relationship that, you know, just talk about your relationship with your parents in general, you know, to write something like that. Yeah. So like my parents divorced when I was six. So, um, and that part, that part of my life is genuinely kind of like a blur because there was like a mo- there's moments where I remember my childhood, all my siblings living in the house, my mom and dad had their church, and then it was like you feel me like a, a flip of a switch, and it was just like me and my mom's all the time, and like I had no clue my pops like left when I was like five, he was gone for like a year, you feel me, and so and I guess like as you grow older and you learn more about trauma and this and that and the other, that's definitely probably attributed to it. Like it was so like random. I completely blocked out that whole section because it it literally, like, I kind of remember my life in two parts. Like, just kind of whenever I woke up and it was that section where it was literally just me and my mom's. So, like, I done seen her really just grind and just do miracles, essentially. You feel me? Just trying to raise, especially getting older now and, like, wanting to settle down and, like, have kids and just thinking of it realistically, financially type shit, yada, yada, that. Like, I can't imagine how she, like, got me to this point. You feel me? (laughs) And still is helping me out by letting me, like, work for a company. So um, I wanted to convey to her uh, something that, like, a lot of black moms can feel sometimes that, like, I genuinely don't, like, love her or appreciate her to to the level that she thinks I do because just like we have those self doubts and those thoughts and stuff like from 
me and my mom really being together like six like 16 17 straight years just me and her as I get older and leave you feel me that's like a big change you know even though I am 25 you know it's a big shift for so many years all it was was just me and her so at times like the devil plays tricks on everybody there's times where like she genuinely feels like she's underappreciated or undervalued so I wanted to convey that by essentially like he said telling that story like my memory is really vast I've been an observer because I was always on the move like so I just looked and just kind of soaked in every moment because I didn't know how long I was going to be there you know, how long I was going to be seeing what I was seeing. So I attribute that to every aspect of my life. And so I kind of wanted to convey that message to her through that. And then at the same time, my dad, me and him, cool. You know, like, I forgive him, you know. Like, we all go through battles. Like, some that I won't be able to understand, but I'll be able to forgive, you know. Like, especially as a grown man now, like, I don't harbor any judgment. He can call me. He called me. Literally the other day, just to ask me, like, uh, stuff to use under his beard to stop bumps. Because he used to always shave all the time, and now, because he has to shave, he told me it's got so bad, he has to shave three times a day. Yeah, yeah. He'll shave, you feel me, two, three hours go by, and he looking in the mirror, like, hugging folk, and they, dang, Sandy, you scratching me. And, like, you touch his face, and you feel me, he'll have hair all the way back. And and as a kid, I remember literally watching him shave one time. It was about eight. I would see my dad in, like, four or five-year increments once my parents divorced. So the time I saw him then was my brother Jason's wedding. So I was about, like, eight, you know, eight, nine. So I'm watching him shave, you feel me, having, like, that kid and that dad moment. And so I watched him shave on Monday. By Wednesday, he literally had everything back. And so, like, he would always joke, and my mom would joke, like, when you get older, like, you're going to have a beard. Like, yo, he's probably going to be thicker than mine. And true enough, like, because I just let mine grow. So he ended up calling me, asking me for advice. <laughs> and so my girl's a hairstylist, so I literally just text her, my dad asked what he needs. So I sent him the picture, you feel me? So we can still have our relationship, too. And can like, you send me that picture? Huh? Can I send you that picture? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I can't uh, yeah, I I mean, y'all tap in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> she done got me together. So I, ju- I just really wanted to convey that to him also because he's known it. But at the same time, I know as any man, if they have like a true moral compass, they would have some type of regret and also anger towards themselves for, you feel me, just not being able to do what he could have. And so I wanted him to also know that like, we really good on our end. You brought me into this world. You still there for me to call, which is still a lot better than a lot of other folks. And you could not be here on this earth. So while I got you and also my mom, like I really wanted to give them their own standalone song to let them know, like I genuinely appreciated them. That's big. Have they, have they heard it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom reacted to it really well. My dad liked it too. I have to make specific songs for my mom to like to because she's full on like <laughs> saved. She's been saved since she was nine years old. She had her first revival at nine years old. So like, she's not super, super like heavy Christian stickler, but like she likes me to make like just nice, clean music. And not even, you know, I can talk about my love smoking, my love drinking, but she like those clean. So she likes songs like that. Yeah. She loves songs like that. <laughs> I definitely can, like, say, I like, another thing I respect is, like, if anybody's listening and watching this, like, I feel like the way you carry yourself 
in person is the way you carry yourself in your music. Like you're talking and you're telling your your beard story or whatever, and you rap about that in it. You know, you were like, uh, I'm getting older, I'm turning 25. You see the beard, the feeling's weird. Like you're very authentic about who you are in real life and in your music. And you don't hide that shit. And that's very respectable because that's, you know, that's kind of the way I try to live my life. So, yeah. I I think you cross a scary boundary when you try to differentiate. Like, you have to be 100% authentic 100% of the time. Like, there, there was a point where, because I truly didn't believe, like, that one day I could even, like, be a rapper, be on podcasts. Like, you know, just, like, be synonymous with what that is Mm -hmm. and on my music side because you know i'm a theater kid i'm so good at like acting because of my situation king e and ethan were really almost different and then there was about a shift right around the time i dropped my first album where they really just became synonymous where i was like man like that's really who you are like what you can do like because king e still ain't no cocky nigga like he ain't big-headed like it's like, that's really who you are. Like, bro, you haven't changed. That's not, like, a different type of person. And so a lot of artists fight that battle because they've been putting up a facade or this, that, and the other. Because I really kind of already had that foundation. Even when I finally realized it for myself, my music really never suffered from that. So. Boy over there struggling. <laughs> he over there dropping the word. My fault, my fault. Um. So yeah, talk to us about your team. Um, you mentioned in your album the kind of famous kind of famous hoodie. I apologize. Um, and it was obviously on your album cover as well. Who are some of the other guys that you worked with on this project? And talk to us about them. Yeah. So one of my high school best friends, uh, Casey Owen Foster. She's an artist as well. We've been best friends since high school. Uh, me and her were in theater together, and so she's big on videography and my cinematography. Um, and she's kind of also always been under me. As far as music goes as well, um, just kind of learning and growing as we've been just getting older. Um, so her and her partner, um, who's also on my team, Abigail, they, you know, we went to the parking garage by Cafe Coco. I put the kind of famous hoodie on because I've known Jay Fields, who's the owner of that brand, uh, since we first moved here and started going to the church that we were going to, Cathedral Praise. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, you went to Cathedral yeah, of Praise. Yeah, oh boy, who just left? We went to C-O-P, we used to go there. Cop Jerry Maynard. So man. you remember the woman who used to run around Ma- the, the Ma- sanctuary? Mother Mims. I played football and went to school with both of her grandkids. She gave She's me cool. energy every. Time. She's cool. Like, and I, I've me and my mom have given her rides from um, from church to Bible study and stuff like that because she lived in Hendersonville and we were in the same area. That's, that, that's literally her 100% of the time. 100% of the time. That's, that's Mother this, Mims. When I tell you Mother this woman gets busy. She take mm-hmm. them off. She take her shoes off. And she run around the and whole she'll church. she get you a couple laps around the sanctuary because she's feeling it. And I tell you, out of any church-going mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. I've seen people praise. I've seen yeah. people have spirit in them. yeah. First time I thought it was a fluke. I'm not right, gonna lie to you. Right. First time I thought it was right. a fluke. Right. Second Sunday in a row, she did it. I was like, <laughs> "That's her." She did it again. Uh, <laughs> she did it again the next Sunday. I was like, "I, I couldn't, I couldn't deny it anymore." Yeah, this woman feels this yeah. every week. 
smelling me up. Yeah, so it gave me energy. I was just showing oh. love to him. So I also wore a lot of his King of Fresh. That was his first brand. I wore a lot of King of Fresh too. I remember so, that. but that was pre. That was kind of like pre music. So like. I, it's funny because I did my first show in a King of Fresh T-shirt. Do he still got me that? And my homies, nah, he ended up he sold that brand. Okay, and so he started this new one, kind of, <coughs> kind of famous, which is like the same play on the KOF. But it's like, and I rock with that a whole lot too because we're getting, we both grown <coughs> older. Like he's been like my big brother, my mentor. So it's been crazy to see him go through his own maturation as far as his art and his brand. So it was cool to kind of intertwine his story with my story by just wearing this hoodie. And so threw the hoodie on and just I really liked it. The different the different pictures of me just bring out the different contrast of just my personality and just life. And so um put that together with my guys and my girls and we just man, we pulled out a pretty nice product, pretty nice product, undefined undefined music entertainment. That's what we call ourselves cuz it's just we got so many different styles and just random stuff that we couldn't really define what we were. So, like, we joked. It was me, Jordan, Andre, just joked. You know, just like, bro, undefined music. And they was like, damn. And so our logo, a little question mark. <laughs> it's a little question mark. It's just like, what is it? You feel like I was, Jordan drew the little question mark. And I was like, bro, that that go crazy. That's really crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's who I've been with. All the time, so and then uh, Kepler, my homie Kepler Beats produces a lot of my music. I met him through my friend Cinco, who's a good collaborator of mine as well. And we have a member on our team, James, and they're under the Beach Club, uh, uh, Beach Club Media umbrella. And so I also do a lot of work with them. And there's a rapper called Mayor that I work with a lot too. Um, so I'm closely intertwined with them as well. Um, what's been one of your favorite artists that you've worked with in the music industry? Uh, uh, as far as today, I'd say Ahmad Music. He's local. Um, I met him last year, well, probably almost two years ago. Now, time be flying. I'll be losing my construct of time. Um, but I met him during this outside festival that we performed at, you feel me? And so I got close to him, and he hit me up one day. And he wanted to do this collab project. Uh, that time I went to Dallas. And so the producers on it were Com- Carmine Prophet and um, Joffrida. They were the main producers on it. And coincidentally, they were both from Dallas. And we went to school in the same town, Coppell, Texas, right down the street from each other. I just went to a different elementary school. And so we paid for all the studio time. We made all the beats there from scratch. Like, And I just he just told me to sit there, have a good time, and just rap. You know, he just wanted to work with me. And so seeing somebody just, you know, really do all that for you just because they, and, you know, he has a nice following, a little better following than I do, and that's what he really preached. He was like, man, I just think you're a really talented artist. I want to use my little exposure to give you a little exposure anytime I could do a show with him. You feel me? He's he's always doing shows. So, like, if I can make it to a show, have me on the show, we'll do three or four songs from our album or have me do a standalone. And then because we had an album, I'll hop on his set. So my music has been a big, big collaborator. And then, like I mentioned before, Mayor, I was on uh, his last album that just dropped forward. Um, we did a song, and we 
went to rival high schools. He went to Hendersonville High School, and I was supposed to go to HHS because I went to Hawkins, but then I went to Station Camp and fucked it all up, and everybody <laughs> got mad at me, and then I was, you feel me? I'm a bison until I die. <laughs> so, it, isn't that the dude that you know, TJ? Huh? The dude you're talking about right now. You yeah. said his name was Mayor? Yeah. And that I mean, the artist that you're familiar with? I, I mean, I know of him. I, I'm, I don't know him, though. Because yeah. I remember when I when I told you about, or I told TJ about you, you know, I was tr- I was plugging him in on your songs. He was like, because the first song I played for him by you was High. Um, and he fucked with that. And then I told him your album was coming out uh, for your birthday. And <clears throat> he had told me that he heard something by another artist that you were working with or something like that. Yeah, because Kyrie was posting. You yeah, know, was sleeping. Sleeping. yeah, yeah. And he... He did a video, you feel me? He hit me up. It was, uh, like, a little bit after Christmas, I believe. He, like, hit me up and was just like, hey, you feel me? Me and we're asleep doing a little video shoot for, you know, the song we did, um, Enough. And he was like, you know, if you're free, you know, I can pick you up. And so he picked me up, you feel me? We did the video shoot. It was real. It was a whole lot of fun. I just, I appreciated that, you feel me? So, because he, that's somebody from, like, my town, my area, you know, and I always saw him. Rapping just like I was in high school, but he was making videos and like trying to make songs. And like, I saw like a lot of the trolls, like, he had to go through early. You feel me? And like in high school, that shit like real, you know, because we're we're not even developed, you know. So you like your mind state is like sway more fragile. And so that's really the only feedback you're getting. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you hear that way more times than you hear people fucking with your shit. So like, for him to always partake in me and want, me to be around and like experience stuff and do things like that musically, especially when he found out I was doing more music. You feel mm-hmm. me? He linked me with Cinco, who was doing these wraparound shows where just pull up at All True, do a show. It was okay. like, you feel me? And so, and that started off my, that was 2019 going into 2020. So that was summer 2019. That really started like my whole new push of like, okay, I'm really making music. So Amai, Mayor, Cinco, all of those people was, like, my favorite people to collaborate with because they truly believed in me and told me, like, I really had a chance to do something with this shit and then gave me the resources, too. Okay. Uh, E, we only got, like, 10 minutes left on here. Okay. Bet. Uh, so. Only got, like, one question left. Um, and I definitely do think it's an important one. So, What's more so, like, what's going to be next for you musically? Do we, can we expect any projects coming out this year? Um, I know you like to drop one a year. Are we going to, is it going to be around your birthday again? Or can we expect something this summer? We can expect something this summer for sure. How I try to plan it, I, I have a loose plan because I always really go off my feeling. But to keep me on schedule, like when life happens, like life has happened this past year with COVID and stuff. Uh, I always try to do the June, December schedule. So, like, this upcoming June, I will be dropping either an EP or another album. And then, just like we was doing early on the pod, I really have been feeling like just going back to what I started doing. Like That's, just, that's partially just why rapping. I had to make that interjection, because I wanted rapping. you to, to go out on another yeah, freestyle. Yeah, yeah, so I, de- I definitely got a I <laughs> Hey, got I respect that, because, hey, I ain't going to lie, like, I knew I knew you were going to come with the heat on the first freestyle. Like, I already knew it. But, damn, I ain't know you was going to come with that kind yeah, of heat. I ain't yeah. going to lie. So I, I was like, all right, yeah, shit. So there will definitely be a mixtape coming out on SoundCloud of just, like, me re- remixing some of my favorite beats as of late. 
because I really just like want to give my true OG fans something just to bump with. So they can expect an EP, an album, and a mixtape for sure coming out on SoundCloud. Probably be ten of like my favorite beats where I just like go crazy. The ones that get. I, I told you. I said. I said. Yeah, if anything. You want that what's next? I want that. So uh, no, I said I want the. I want the what's next. But I uh, also <laughs> said in the group chat I was like. Uh, I want to get that, uh, just that no ceilings like mixtape, like a Wayne. You know what I'm saying? You take all these songs that you know were super spitters, big hitters, oh, yeah. and then you go in and you just body them. Body them. Yes, bro. Like, that's what I need that's from really, you for that's real. That's where I draw a lot of inspiration for one of my favorites. That SoundCloud bag, bro. Wayne's remix on uh, that burn. Oh, my God. Nah. <laughs> Ham on a dresser. If you, if you, do, decide, if you decide to do uh, a No Ceilings type of re- like like mixtape or something like yeah. that, I got to get to pick at least four of your songs. Okay. Like I, that's, that's a requirement. I'm your twin. I, like, I know what you be on. It's so. funny because I like doing stuff like that. Like, one of my plans in the near future was to do a collaborative project where I do nothing but, like, features. Like, I get every song has a feature artist. But the beat and the vibe of the song is like perfectly tailored to that artist. Mm-hmm. Like I, I try to be a very versatile person in life. So like on the song, I can really bend to whatever vibe. So like for that project, I've been meaning to like get in that type of vibe where I just let every other artist pick their vibe and their type of feeling, and then we just make a project of that. And then I definitely want to do something like that. You, you probably you got it right here on the pod. You definitely got your little choice of four beats, and I can't. I can't say no to any. What, <laughs> is what's next included or excluded? I, ex- I'll, I'll decide <laughs> later. I'll decide later. Because we've been faithfully asking for that one. So you, you ready? Yeah. Are you, did you pick the? Uh, so I, I got to know is he is he requesting one or did you already no, have a beat that you just on. know you wanted? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <clears throat> I don't know if it's gonna sound like the official, but.
Sipping on that twisted tea, how I'm living. Niggas steady tripping, I'm probably not before slipping. Niggas on the pimping, trying to make a good decision. Living room, chilling, got my feet kicked up. Baby girl in the back, got her feet kicked up. It's all good in the hood, good times on my TV. Need some reruns on the VV, so CC. Came back cool, yeah, king of the school. Came back cool, just a dive in the pool. This shit is an infinity, going on for infinity. Got too many flows up in this shit, infinity. Plenty rhymes, plenty time, do this shit anytime. I'm in a Tennessee state of mind, rapping like some New York shit. Shout out the old King E the new back shit. Shout out the old. Shout out to Kanye. If you run for president, hope you get a better policy, then we can let you in. We can get to talking about how we can fix this shit. All these racists thinking they really be running shit. Ain't no word around me. Keep the word in the streets. Got the heat up on my side. When I keep up in this ride, I'm in this new Hyundai. I got it when my aunt died. So every time I rip, I get some tears in my eyes. I remember that lady took me to my first show. Told me keep this shit on a roll and let it go. So I got you. That's a promise. Be honest and that's a 10. Stand on all 10. In my seat like Rose. I ain't getting up, please give it back, please give it up I ain't giving shit up, niggas gotta take it from me If they take it from me, my young niggas got the baton like a track meet We getting that gold medal for stroke You same boat in that 4-4 or the 4-1 Keep that 4-4 flat just like Jamar Chase All these niggas gotta keep it up, we on a slow chase And actually ran a 4.3 These niggas back up in the track trying to catch up with me I'm in my city with burn one, we lay up and burn one I'm chilling with my girl, about to give it over I'm chilling with my girl, about to give it over Hey, don't let that, don't let that Zabra, that Zabra literally go over your head, bro, like for real, dog. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is the first oh and God, second bro. freestyle ever on the podcast. <laughs> Do not let that go over your head, bro. Oh, shit. Uh, All right, so just like that, make sure you get at the Burn One Podcast. At Burn One Podcast. On Instagram and Twitter. Music coming June. What do you say? June. <laughs> June is coming. Man. Easy. Very soon. Tell them where to uh, yeah, get at yeah, you with your socials. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at one, the number one, King Ethan, K I N G E T H A N. Feel me? Ethan Henry Mitchell on Facebook. You feel me? I got a Kingy page on there as well. Just King Space E. Kingy on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. You feel me? Give me a stream. Give me a follow. Hit me up. I do respond. If you're trying to work, I do work. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. 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 Yeah, follow me on Twitch. Uh, One King Ethan on Twitch. I think it might be King Ethan 23 on Twitch. If you follow me on any other streamings, you feel me, on any other platform, you'll be able to find my Twitch. Because I do be streaming on there too. That boy be going crazy on Madden, bro. Yeah, I can vouch. As, if you got a as, Madden, a, as a witness, if bro. you on next gen PS5, you got a Madden league. We can. We talking about that. like down three, four that. touchdowns, quick, fast, and early comeback yeah. season. We hey, we there might be a part two episode with him because we got to hit on more. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's for sure. uh, I'm gonna get out of here uh, at e underscore troop. One zero, you know what I'm saying? T R O U P. Make sure you spell the last name right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, also me and Ethan got a, a podcast together. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, we haven't right. been dropping anything uh, recently, but we're working on trying to figure out how we can get a good schedule down, yeah. moving forward, get some equipment going right, and we will be back. So look out for E squared, please. Um, and obviously, me and TJ got to bet that uh, at bet that pod. Sure. You know what I'm saying? We've been you know That's he had two every day at noon. Man. Every bet that. yeah, look Monday through Friday. He's showing Every out. day. He's showing, showing out. out. Sunday to Sunday. Two yo, five on the best. He's taking off. He's taking off, yo, taking off for real. I'm just trying to ride the wave a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But look, tell them where they can get you at, TJ. Man, you can get at me, your boy, too, believe me. At 
Agent Ocho 8 That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Apple Connect Where I'll be dropping them playlists off on your head tops and whatnot Dimes Nines and dimes Y'all know what to do Get at me at This Is Boston on Twitter And Rodney Boston on Instagram We got one minute left Any funky you ain't gonna you ain't gonna do your uh, run it up off two milli for the bet that. <laughs> man, y'all know the motto over here, man. We trying to run up two milli off two twenties, man. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Burn One Podcast. We out. <laughs>